Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Friday, October the 14th. It is the Dark Insight Podcast. I am back. I've crawled my way out of the depths of hell. I've managed to finally come back to my own sodding podcast. Uh, <laughs> your cousin's winning that bad. <laughs> uh, actually, no, it's pretty good. <laughs> well, as you can tell, I'm joined, as always, by the greatest dudes that I know. Uh, one from over there, Mr. Charles Turner. How are we doing? Good over here. Awesome. And the other one from the other side, Mr. Jeremy Greer. How are you doing? Doing very well, sir. How are you? I'm very good, very good. It's good to be back on. And on this show, and the day after his birthday, we have the good oh, yes. friend of the show, Mr. Josh Crow. How are we doing, good sir? Very good, thank you. Slightly half cut, but uh, yeah, pretty good. Thank you very much. Excellent. <laughs> Why not? It is a Friday. I'm surprised you even managed to wing yourself away from the pub to actually come and record with us. I'm surprised. Oh, no, oh, that's for tomorrow. No, the heavy <laughs> drinking comes tomorrow. Don't worry. <laughs> awesome, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. Been a while. Pfft. Thanks to everyone that's tuned in while I've been away. It's been good. Love you guys. Right, so I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Jeremy now as we've got a little bit of a something-something going on. I shall throw it over to you, sir. Okay. Um, does everybody have their secret message queued up? Yep. Ooh. Yes. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> the message will explain everything, so I'm just going to count down from three. Three, two, one, play. Hey, Josh, it's Jeremy. As a thank you for you being so incredibly supportive to our podcast and my own personal podcast and all other podcasts that we seem to know about, we wanted to record a quick happy birthday message because you mentioned it was your birthday yesterday. Uh, so on behalf of Cliff and Vader and Dark Insight and Don't Give Up Skeleton and a whole host of other people, happy birthday. Enjoy this message. <laughs> Hey Josh, happy birthday! It's uh, James from Cane and Rinse, and uh, and it's me, Josh from uh, Cane and Rinse as well. Happy birthday, Josh! Uh, we just wanted to uh, to hop on and, and give you a big uh, happy birthday, and uh, from from my perspective, say uh, I've been on podcasts a couple of times with you, and um, it, it's testament to you that it's always beyond a pleasure, uh, whether host or co-guest. Uh, it's just been uh, wonderful to, to be involved with uh, with you and your work. So, hope you're having a great birthday. Yeah, hope you have a great day. Eat loads of cake, uh, play loads of video games until your eyes bleed. Uh, watch your favourite movie. Yeah, just yeah, just just keep cramming uh, joy into your body from all angles today. King of Happy the world birthday! <laughs> Happy birthday! See you soon. See ya. Bye-bye. Oh, man, this is insane. <laughs> Hello, it's David Turner here. And oh, Matt what? Murray's over there, isn't he? Hello. And Hello. James Farley's over there, isn't he? Oh. Well, morbid beard. <laughs> a little little birdie has told us that it's your birthday this week. And here, ev- everyone here at the Computer Game Show would love to say a very happy birthday. You're getting older now. Oh, which means that you're probably going to really hate games at some point. <laughs> what that means. I don't know where to go with this. I've never done a birthday shout-out. James, take over. Uh, okay. Um, happy birthday, or 
祝你生日快乐。Oh fuck off, James! <laughs> Why have you, you taken over? Oh, he's oh, trying to man. show off. He's trying to be the big man. Oh, look, oh, I know. Oh, oh, just because I know, I know Japanese. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Start that again. It's, uh, we want sushi. Come on. No, 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 we're cracking on with this, and hopefully we'll put it out at the end of the show. Um, <laughs> Matt, what, Matt, what have you got to say to um, Morbid? Um, well, it, it's a lovely card. I, I, we should probably do a thing of doing like CBBS, where you have like, a little card, you open the flap. It's like we've got a lovely card here from Auntie, Auntie June, Uncle the Dave. Medium. Isn't it? Yeah. This is audio, so that wouldn't work. Oh, he can't see this. Anyway, happy birthday. What's this camera doing? Happy birthday, Morbid Beard. Um, sorry, Sean can't be here, but he said that he hates you. Um, so have a great day and uh, keep listening, keep living it. <laughs> and we'll see you next Surely year. Keep living it, absolutely keep living it. Please, Please keep living it. Oh, man. Oh, Hi, Josh. Wicked. It's Scott from BitSocket. And I've been told it's your birthday. Hi, I'm Joe from Bitsocket, and I have also been told it's your birthday. Now, Scott, would you like to start the song? Or shall I? Of course I would. Go on. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. No. Happy birthday to you. It's to ya. To ya? That's oh. Happy birthday to ya. Alright. Okay. No one sings to you. Wait, 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 we're from Scotland, so all the images. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Anyway, anyway, I'm sure you get the picture, so. Aye, so have a good one. Have a good one. Keep that socket in eh? <laughs> Please. Happy birthday, it's Richard from We Are Not Wizards. I hope hey. you're going to have a fantastic day. With potentially some board game fun. If not, why not? Thanks again for all your support in helping us every week. Retweet every favourite that you do. You're a top guy and I hope you have an amazing day. That's lots of love from myself and Colin at We're Not Wizards. Josh Crow, you naughty boy. It's Gav here, a.k.a. Tight to the Nail. Happy birthday, man. You're one of the nicest and most eloquent dudes on the internet. It's a pleasure to know you. Have a good one. Uh, hi, Mr. Uh, I'm not, I keep wanting yeah. to call you Morbid Beard. Your name is Josh, you have a name. It's Josh Crow. Yeah. Hey, Josh Crow. What's up, buddy? Um, this is a special birthday message just for you. Uh, um, we're all giving you digital math you're of age, Briar. It's fine. No, I want to lap dance. Do it. No. All right. Uh, no, but seriously, man. Thank you so much for all the support that you give us. Uh, you're a super cool guy. Like, it means a lot. We really me. actually do appreciate it. Like, <laughs> make us feel better about our lives. That and for- a lot of drugs. <laughs> drugs always help. Yeah. And you make Stephen make bad decisions. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's okay, but you yeah. know what? We got to make bad decisions together, buddy. It's, it's you and me versus the world. You know I hope you win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday, buddy! Don't make too many bad decisions. If you do, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Happy birthday, buddy! Uh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Hey, Steve. What, Dylan? Guess what? What? Oh, do you know what today God. is? No. Joe, do you know what today is? Uh, Wednesday? Uh, what about you, Chris? I don't know. All right, I got to tell <laughs> you a secret. What's up? What's it? It's Josh Crow's birthday. Yo! Yeah. Yo, that the, boy Morbid Beard? The, yeah, the boy. Yo! The boy. The boy, <laughs> the boy. himself. Mr. Joshua Crow, it's his birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Josh. Happy birthday, Josh. You magnificent son of a bitch. And thanks for being you. Yeah, you support us through thick and thin from day one. I don't know if that's true, but it might as well be day one. <laughs> at at least true. day ten. You've listened to me complain just as much as the rest of the people in this room that I'm sitting with that have known my whole Voluntarily, life. Voluntarily, by the way. You could be in this room, too. You could. Right, right spirit. there between Every you episode, and Every episode, you are between me and Steve on this couch. Yeah, we seriously. want you to know that. We love you. There's a space that you got to You're like up. the Holy Spirit of the Chomp Chain You were the podcast. glue to this whole damn community, and you know it. <laughs> we all know it. Yeah. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. This is incredible. Hi, this is Paddy calling from Twin Humanities. Hey, CJ is not boy. with me because he's currently on fire and dead. I just wanted to call up and say to you, Josh Crow, morbid beard, man of beard, man of the internet, nicest man on the internet, some would say. Would I say it? No, others would. I wanted to say happy birthday to you, sir. I hope you're enjoying your day. I hope you've eaten the cake. I hope you've opened the presents and drank upon whichever beverage you choose to drink upon. Um, I hope your day gets better for hearing this message. All gets worse. I don't really mind. I mean, it's your birthday. Do what you want. Um, <laughs> happy birthday again from me and from CJ, even though he is on fire and dead. Bye! <laughs> oh, my God. This is absolutely amazing. Happy birthday, man. <clears throat> I'm assuming you oh, got to the end of it. Wow. I think we're pretty much synced up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just reach the end of it. Oh, thank you very much. Nice. That was absolutely incredible. I've never had anything like that in my entire life. Uh, each and every single one of you who took part of that, you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. That was absolutely amazing. Uh, nobody's yeah. ever done anything like that for me before. Thanks to everybody who threw yeah. in clips, and uh, a, a special shout-out to Gav at Tight to the Nail on Twitter for helping me pick out the soundtrack to that particular <laughs> clip. Show. Yeah, yeah, the man's got taste. The man has got good taste. Yeah, yeah. I can certainly trust him for that. No, we, um, were, we wanted to throw that together just as a, a little thank you for all the support you always give us, Josh. Do you know what I mean? You support us and all the other podcast crews. You're always there, and you're part of the family, so... Yeah. Oh, wicked. Thank you very much, all of you. That Mm -hmm. was absolutely incredible. Thank you. You're all very good friends of mine. That was amazing. Oh, (laughs) that's a (laughs) massive grin on my face, that is. Holy shit. I just love Kenny's non committal at the end. He's just like, (laughs) 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 have a good one, Uh, not have a good one, whatever. (laughs) Oh, that was incredible. Seriously, thank all of you. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, it was mm-hmm. wicked. Oh, that's made my day. That's so good. Oh, I'm also kind of embarrassed now, but that was so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Man, awesome. The, the amount of work that must have taken. Thank you very much. That was incredible. Well, I think it's just a testament how much of a top chap you are because everyone we asked, um, I think uh, Jeremy asked most, but I asked um, a, a bit socket and they, were just, they just jumped on it. There was no, no hesitation. They're straight in. Yeah, sure, we'll help. 
Uh, so it's a testament to how much of a top chap you are, Josh. Yeah, uh, it, it wasn't easy. Doing things like this normally can be a bit of a chore to get people to do it. But uh, yeah, I've had zero resistance for everyone. Everyone was like, yeah, we're straight on it. More than happy. So oh, yeah, it's just a testament to uh, the support you give people in their shows, you know? So, oh, Man, that is absolutely incredible. I cannot thank any of you enough. That is so good. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I'm not going to be able to stop smiling for the rest of this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to have to because you've got to start talking about some video games with us. We have indeed. So yes, we have away. indeed. Normally, yeah. it's a news section, but as I've written here, there ain't any fucking news. So, <laughs> well, there might be some some groundbreaking news. Uh, Go on, then. But Josh on your on your Twitter um, name has changed to clean shaven man. He's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I and knew somebody would mention this. No, no, I have got. I have not got any news. This is no. This is purely just my Halloween name because I wanted. To, I sat there and I thought about it, and I thought. If I'm going to do a Halloween name, I'm going to do one that's going to top the rest of them. So I thought it's going to have to be Clean Shaven Man. As my Twitter handle is Morbid Beard, I thought it's got to be the ultimate one. <laughs> was it the other day I see, was it Jake Lionheart was freaking out? Yeah. He was like, no, yeah, was. tell me this is not true. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had about three or four people tell me now, tell me it's not true. So don't worry, don't worry. If it ever does happen, it will be when I'm dead. Don't worry about it, it's cool. <laughs> Man, I didn't even... I'd... I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jake. I forgot to ask you to include something. I didn't even think about it until just now. I couldn't ask everybody, obviously, but yeah, I, I feel bad about leaving him out. Sorry. So, <laughs> so you just said, Jake, just then I was like, oh shit, he would have been great. He would have probably done like a song or some shit. <laughs> Knowing that dude. Yeah, he probably oh, would have. No, but uh, he, he was really scared. So, yeah. I thought about you the other day. Um, my stepdad is. Uh, He's a old like motorcycle guy, like a Harley guy from way back. So he's six foot seven, long beard, Christ. ponytail, tattooed up, like the whole nine, right? Like if, picture like the tall ZZ Top guy, like the lead yeah. singer, like that dude. My kind of dude, my kind of yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. He's a cool dude. Um, but he had to have open heart surgery, and <clears throat> All right. they didn't they didn't tell him until literally the night before <clears throat> the surgery, as they were prepping him, that um they were gonna have to shave his beard off. No. Oh man. Because oh, obviously no. open heart surgery, like you can't have a beard hanging out of it. And um, my two sisters, my sister and my stepsister, his two daughters were uh, were like, are you sure? Like, let us braid it, move it to the side. And oh, like his older, his older oh. daughter is 46, oh, I think. And she has literally never seen him clean shaven in her entire life. Like that day was the first day that she ever saw. And like me too. Like I've known him since I was a kid. <laughs> but yeah. It was heartbreaking. It really was. Right. Oh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> You're speaking of beards. Get this, right? My, this shows my wife really loves me. Do you know what she said to me? Right, she's never really known me without a beard. We, I first met her ten years ago. Had my, I've got a very short beard, but a beard nonetheless. She basically turned around and she says, "Don't shave your beard. You look like a nonce." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's when you know you got a keeper. Definitely, super luck. Yeah, feel the yeah, love there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, wife. That's how you know. <laughs> Yeah, you know you got a keeper. If she asks you to shave it off, then just obviously something's not working out here. Yeah, she said to me, don't ever shave your beard off. It doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, every every time somebody asks me if I'm ever going to shave it off, I always say to him, I would rather cut off my dingling than shave <laughs> off my beard because I'll be losing less. Trust me. <laughs> uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. 
But yeah. no, everybody keep calm. The beard is still there. It's all good. <laughs> it sounds like one of those those t shirts. Keep calm, beard is still there. Keep calm, beard's still here. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah. for last year, for my birthday last year, my best friend actually got me a T-shirt that's got like two um, hands in, like they pointing up with thumbs towards me. And it says, "This is what an awesome beard looks like." So that I wear that T-shirt <laughs> with pride. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, so no news. There literally has been no news this week because obviously the world's gone fucking VR mad at the minute. So there's been literally been no fucking news of that isn't VR. So. Uh, is there anything of noteworthy you guys have spotted on your travels at all that you think that's been of noteworthy? I think uh, um, just PSVR. Like that's really the only like gaming news this week that I kind of even saw. My my entire Twitter feed is nothing but the U.S. election right now. So like, <laughs> if, if, if the occasional like blip of news comes out from the gaming world, and it's pretty much all you know PlayStation VR. <laughs> Yeah, that must be a blessed release for you at the moment, I imagine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, mean, I can't think of any news aside from PSVR, to be honest. Oh. Cliff, you went and saw it, right? Oh, I did, yes. But I'll get into that a bit later with what I've been playing. But yeah, uh, I, I had a little invite and headed up to Sony. Uh, they, they're doing like an event in central London. And I booked in there. Headed up into central London on Wednesday evening, that was. And mm-hmm. I didn't even realise they, they was recording it for my my local fucking news, like BBC News. Apparently, my, my friend saw it and he was like, oh, I was looking just to see whether he could spot me, but apparently I weren't on it. So I was like, oh, that's like uh, our <laughs> national... Well, you must know BBC News. You, you know the BBC, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah it's pretty cool. Gutted I weren't on there. I thought I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm on TV. Woo, famous. But no, <laughs> no, I would have probably been in there pooing my pants to Resident Evil somewhere (laughs) (laughs) but we shall we shall get into that so so let's just talk some video games then because there's not been any news so Jeremy what have you been playing mate okay let's talk about Darkest Dungeon y'all come on (laughs) back on the Darkest Dungeon roll Uh, I mentioned this game on the last podcast mm. when uh, my good buddy Brian Wade was on, but I had literally just bought it that day and played it for about an hour and gotten t- through the little tutorial mission. Um, since then, this game has consumed my life. As all of you know from watching me on Twitter, just do nothing but talk nonstop about it. Um, mm-hmm. I, it gotten into conversations with a couple of the developers and like random people on Twitter keep talking to me about the game. Like it's so good. Uh, also, also fans of the show, like uh, Pete and um, I know Sean bought a copy. Uh, Josh, you just said you bought a copy today, but you haven't gotten into it yet. I believe. No, so um, it's still downloading now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is like, it is just so good. <laughs> I explained that. I mean, like the basic concept is you recruit a party of heroes and you send them into a dungeon each dungeon is unique and has its own set of goals. So like one dungeon would might be <clears throat> explore 90% of the rooms. One might be finish all the room battles. One might be go kill this boss. Um, there's four discrete areas that each have their own unique enemies and unique traps and unique things about them. Uh, it's really freaking good. Like it's just like the combat is so good. The, the actual boss fights mechanically are so much fun. Uh, I, I was streaming one and 
I don't quite want to spoil the boss mechanic, but it was so shocking and surprising. Like I went in number one with like, not all of my characters in the best condition. So I was thinking like, Oh, there's these guys are just losers. Anyway, I'll just go in and die. And it'll be funny for the stream ended up winning, but the boss had this mechanic and she did it at the very beginning of the game that just, it just floored me. And yeah, so far, every single one um, has had me- has had mechanics that are just super surprising and interesting. Like there's um, there's one where you have to fight like a cannon, right? Like a brigand cannon, and the cannon itself doesn't do anything except summon ads. And if it summons a dude to light the cannon up, then it'll fire and it'll do like thirty damage to all of your party at one time, which is basically like kill everybody in one hit. So. In it, you have to watch what the cannon is summoning and then, like, kill the dude that would light the cannon as quick as possible before you get fried. So, <clears throat> it's it's just really interesting. I'll answer any questions that you guys want. There's, like, 14 classes that you can level up and do stuff with. They all have, like, eight abilities, and then there's camping abilities, and then there's upgrades within the abilities. Like, it's just, it gets crazy. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I caught, I caught a bit of your... Uh... Uh, I play it playback. It will not. I didn't catch it live, but uh, obviously YouTube um, archives it, didn't it? So I was just uh, flicking through, and it does look pretty cool, actually. And I really like the. Is it the narrator of the game? It's like a mm-hmm. an overarching the the voice, the dude who voices that. He's so fucking cool. Love his oh, voice. Dude, it's He's so awesome. So awesome. There's um anytime you get a critical attack and kill an enemy, he'll come on and go and he'll say something like wicked cool like back to the pit <laughs> and shit like that. It is so cool. Like and he does he kind of comments throughout. It's a lot of the same stuff as you might imagine. Like it's not <coughs> 40 hours of dialogue, but you know, it's it's a good amount of it's a, it's you you get unique yeah. content from that stuff. Like it's it's really fun. Yeah, it does look uh it looks very interesting to be honest. Like it's definitely a game I, I, I will be picking up. There's a couple of games that you've mentioned that I want to pick up. That Virginia and uh, I was alone. I think it was. Oh, well, definitely. I pick am all, alone. I am alone. That's it. Yeah, I definitely want to pick all three of them up. But obviously, I've been a wee bit busy. So. I've. Uh, I think I've sold about. 20 copies of darkest dungeon just from streaming <laughs> and talking about it on twitter people telling me like okay i bought darkest dungeon t- now you have to tell me how to play it yep so you made is me it buy random it. <laughs> is it random generated dungeons or is it set dungeons it's uh so you have four different dungeon <clears throat> areas and then um as you complete missions in those areas it'll unlock harder um basically quest for the lack of a better word so like so you go to the cave area that's where all your like fish monsters and shit live um and you might have three quests available one might be a boss fight for like your level three people one might be a scouting mission for your level one people and one might be i don't know like a uh, kill all the enemies or find three food stashes or whatever um those individual quests will generate maps that are all randomized as far as i can tell i haven't seen the same one twice so So you'll set quests but random dungeons exactly yeah Yeah. so and you'll do the same quest over again sometimes um like you know i've done probably 20 or 30 maybe even more of the like explore 90 percent of the of the rooms and you know after you get to the 90 percent mark it says okay mission over go back to town and you get all your gold and all your stuff you collected so it's really really good like it's it teaches you not to care about anybody at all like i spent the majority of my first estate um naming pe- all my heroes after don't give up skeleton guest and uh 
I killed all of them. <laughs> I even killed a bunch of future guests that I've recorded with that I actually haven't even released episodes for yet. So that's like into like I've it was like thirty or forty people that it just got wasted very very quickly. Um, and then I started over, and uh, I was naming there was one character who's a healer and um i was naming her after my wife and then she died a couple of times and my wife was like i'm really not comfortable with you naming these characters that are just going to die over and over after me and i thought yeah that is pretty weird so uh i just switched to all dark souls npcs so there's like i think i mentioned there's 14 different classes and so i just have got one name for like even if i have multiple of them i'll just be like oh hey that's ria or that's ria number two or you know (laughs) that's alfred or alfred number two the only ones that survived were uh, Gav, tight to the nail. He's been with me since the beginning. And uh, a guy named Ravenstorm, who was uh, Adam Burdett, which is a guy that was a don't give up skeleton cast member. Like those two. And then the character I named after me, I named him at EC, are the only three surviving <laughs> from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, you've been trying super hard to keep yourself alive. <laughs> I have, yeah. very much so. <laughs> But the, um, I mean, like the art style, like if you guys like Bloodborne or if you like, you know, Lovecraftian shit, like it's all that stuff, like eldritch <laughs> monsters, fish monsters, there's weird floaty creatures. At one point I went to this altar and it was like, if you just give me a torch, I'll give you some gold. And it summoned like some Shogoth looking motherfucker and I was in the <laughs> void and got killed instantly. Amazing. Like it's, it's all over the plate. And, and then I was kind of digging through the options. Like the game is pretty brutally hard by default. Like you have to make sure you have food and you have to make sure that your characters have torches and you have to make sure, you know, that your characters aren't constantly getting diseases or constantly getting stressed out because if they hit a certain stress level, they freak out and go crazy or, you know, they could overcome it and like get virtuous or something and have like extra power. But, uh, it's, you can turn a lot of that off. Like that you can actually set those difficulties sliders a little bit to, to go down if you're not if you're not having the best of time with it. So I've had a good time with it being hard as balls though. So I'll continue to suggest that. Yeah. I've... For dummies like me, is it, is it too much to learn? Like, cause it sounds like there's a lot of details and mechanics to learn and pick up. It's um, I wouldn't say it's too much. It's overwhelming at first. And uh, the game is a PC port. So it came from the PC side and it's obviously got a pretty small development team. So the, the UI is a little <coughs> clunky in places. <clears throat> like there's, there's times where I'm like, why doesn't my, why can't I use the D pad right here, but I can use it over here and, and things like that. So it'll take you a few hours to like fumble through to get a hang, get a hang of it. But I mean, it's not like, have you played like turn-based strategy games before like XCOM or, yep. I mean, it's, it's not really like uh it's not quite like a JRPG, but it's got similar, like, okay, I'm going to heal this dude. And then I'm going to use that guy to attack. Or I'm going to buff this guy because I can get, do more damage with him. It's like those kind of things. So you, you're, you're figuring out what abilities complement other characters' abilities and, and things like that. So it's turn-based, or is it active turn-based? So you got to be quick. It's turn-based. It's not active okay. turn-based at all. Like I can literally, you can literally like in between turns, like walk away for two hours if you want to, which is great because <laughs> because sometimes I'm so stressed out, like I'm in the middle of this, and I'm like, shit, how am I going to get out of here? Okay. Um, Sounds yeah, like my sort of game. I'm super lazy like that. Like with Final Fantasy VII, the turn-based, I'd turn it to wait instead of active time because I, I always panic and I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so that yeah, that that's good for me that it's uh, on wait. That's cool. Yeah, active is interesting, but like for a lot of these things, I don't want to be uh, going as fast as I can, right? Like I don't want to have to like feel like my reflexes are too slow and I'm wiping out yeah. or anything. Like it, it it's already really 
super dejecting when you lose somebody. I lost you could, your heroes only level up to level six. Like um, they start out at level zero, and you gain levels as you complete missions. Um, you only gain levels if you complete missions. So if you, even though if you you can run away in the middle of a quest and you can keep all your loot, they won't actually your characters won't level up. And if you run away in the middle, it'll stress them out. So if you're too stressed out, you have to send them to the tavern to go gambling or go drinking or go whoring, <laughs> or you have to send them to the abbey where they can, um, they can go pray or they can go like hit themselves. <laughs> like they've got like a self punishment thing. It's all, dude, it's, it's crazy. The amount of the way the layers of the mechanics work together, but to answer your question, Vader, I, I don't think it'd be too hard for you at all. Like it's, it's, it introduces you to that stuff pretty slowly. And um, it's one of those things where, you don't realize once by the time you figure out like, Oh, I can, I can start treating diseases like this. You, you'll actually at the point where you could utilize that to be better at the game. So. Okay. Hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, yeah I've, I've heard, a, I've heard a lot of good things about it, to be honest. Like a lot of people saying it is yeah. real tough, but there are some sliders for that stuff. Like someone was telling me about the, a corpse pile or something that, you have to get rid of dead corpses or something, but you can turn that off. Yeah, so the the play, the party placement is really key, <clears throat> and depending on where you're placed, and if you if anybody has seen a screenshot of the battle system, like your your party is lined up on the left, like one after each other in slots mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. A character could be in slot two and would have access to abilities that would affect slot two and three on the right hand side, but they wouldn't wouldn't have like maybe their primary skill because people aren't close enough. So if you kill someone and they leave a corpse, like if that you have to get rid of that corpse if you want to put your enemies in certain positions. And there's all kinds of abilities for removing corpses, for pulling people from the back or pushing, you know, heavier guys to the back so they can't use their abilities. Like there's there's some complexity there that you can you can work with. I've left the corpses on. I didn't know until just recently you could turn that off, but it that hasn't really bothered me at all. So I'll uh in the show notes I'll put a link to that YouTube video that Cliff mentioned and uh, you guys can take a look at it there. It's just, uh, I think it's like an hour and a half long and just shows it pretty much shows off the game. There is a boss fight at the end, so if you don't want to be spoiled, you can turn it off before that. But it's like the last five minutes. Very cool. Yes, uh, very interesting. How, how how many hours do you reckon you've already pumped into it? Because I know you've been playing it a lot. I don't. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those where, um, like, I I sat here on a weekend day and just like, I forget what Autumn was doing. Autumn was out of town doing something, or and I just I literally had. Oh no, she left early. and I went out of town on a Sunday, so I stayed up. I got back to the house at like one, and I think I stayed up to like eleven or twelve playing it, and was like had to make myself go to bed. Like, okay, I have to get up early tomorrow, or else I could just keep playing this. It was that bad. <laughs> awesome. and it's done that thing too because i don't really have a whole lot of other games that, to talk about but it's done the thing that dark souls did a long time ago which is why am i playing other games i could just be playing darkest dungeon right now this doesn't make any sense <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah um, you, you, you did have enough self-control to stop um playing last saturday and come join me and cliff for some destiny though I did, yeah. Well, I mean, if your if your podcast boys invite you along for a destiny trip, you're, you're kind of obligated to say it. Like, <laughs> obligated, um, obligated. <laughs> you don't want to, but you kind of have to. Maybe that came out wrong. <laughs> well, I, I meant it. more obligated than that. The, the us three, we don't really have like our time zones are so weird that if that if that happens, where all three of us can line up and play a game at the same time, I'll usually I'll, I'll definitely try to jump in and do that. So yeah, it is, it is a bit of a rarity. Yes, 
very cool, though. Josh, you uh, you just started playing Destiny again, right? Not too long ago. Uh, well, I mean, uh, when you say start again, I, I picked it up when it originally came out when it was vanilla Destiny, and I played it for about an hour. I thought this really isn't for me, so I sold it. Um, but all the the talk about yeah, obviously, because we've had the Rise of Iron stuff, so all the talk about it has made me want to actually pick it up again. So I did manage to pick up the entire collection, and um, because it was the kind of game that I only really wanted to play with people online, because it just doesn't seem fun to me when I'm playing by myself. It's kind of like Left for Dead in that respect, where I don't really want to play it by myself. So I bought it f- basically just to play it with friends and uh, and just not bother playing it by myself. But yeah, I've been kind of it wasn't a game that i really wanted to sort of get stuck into properly it was a game that i wanted to kind of dip in and out of and just you know if somebody's free and i've got a bit of spare time just so i know we'll hop on destiny for a bit but uh yeah i've been actually really enjoying what i played the taken king stuff in particular was really fun i love the the aesthetic of the the environments that put you in and the boss battle at the end of that was it was pretty good as it was pretty it felt pretty unique for like a first person shooter battle and uh yeah, uh, ever since I picked it up, it's kind of because sometimes you pick up a game and you kind of think, oh, you know, I shouldn't really pick this up. But even though I've only played it in you know, a few hours, I'm quite happy with that because it just uh, picking it up every so often to play with a friend just makes it worthwhile so that you can connect with people that you don't really get a chance to actually sort of see in your day to day life. Um, yeah, but said obviously I played it with you, and I haven't had a chance to play with like Vader or Cliff yet. But I've been playing with um, Stephen from Platformers Podcast, and we've had we've had a, a a few a few laughs to say the least. So we tried to climb that hill in the uh, the, the Rise of Iron <laughs> social area. We we tried that, and we I don't know if we were trying to get up the wrong part of it, but we we thought we had it sussed, and then we thought, well, maybe it's not this part. So we tried a different part, and then we thought. Oh, actually, this seems to be actually going somewhere, and then we just, in the end, we just gave up because we just could not get anywhere. Um, but yeah, so just like whether it's just you know, just two of you or three of you, it's actually it's really fun because it, it encourages you to get the communication going, which is for a first-person shooter nowadays. Unless you're playing something like Battlefield, it doesn't really tend to happen. Um, so mm-hmm. it's it's been quite good to actually sort of sit there and sort of strategize between the two or the three of you and plan your attacks and actually sort of back each other up and it's been really good fun i've thoroughly enjoyed what i played so far i must say yeah i i definitely yeah. say that um sort of taking king and rising rise of iron uh f- feel like wholly better games than the original piece of well the original game and the first two dlcs taking taking mm, king yeah. felt like a new fresh start for the game and uh Rise of Iron feels like more of the same as the Taken King, yeah. so but I'm, yeah. I'm thoroughly looking forward to what they've been saying about Destiny Two and how they're gonna try and have social spaces out in the open world map, like towns and villages and stuff. It sounds like they're aiming towards the original game that they was trying to make the first time round and make it more sort of that RPG shooter, which. I'm super excited for if they can do that wandering around the world and wander into a town and it's an outpost with people there and yeah that's that's a bit of me that yeah. I, I think that would really give it a, a, a facelift that game so I'm I'm super excited for Destiny 2 yeah definitely I mean so if they can actually take what they did with 
Destiny and sort of elaborate on that and improve on it, I reckon I'd actually be in on day one because with the original Destiny, I was kind of I was keeping an eye on it, um, sort of throughout the development process, and I picked it up just you know, on a whim and thought oh, I'll, mm. I'll give this a go because uh, I don't seem to have any restraint when it comes to buying video games apparently um so i i picked it i picked it up on a whim and thought i'll give this a try but at the time because i didn't know any of you fellas i didn't really have anybody to play with so i thought well this is just kind of boring i don't really know what the point of all this is so i sacked it off and thought well maybe i'll come back to it in the future but i was kind of quite down on it and it was one of the main reasons why I picked it up again was it was actually what Vady was saying as it might have been the last episode about overwatch and how you felt like you should kind of put your money where your mouth is and i sat there and i thought about it and thought well i've been sort of basically slagging off destiny for so long without really giving it a proper go so i felt that i kind of owed it to the developers to give it another try and see if i could really click with it and it seems to have actually failed me this time but it's definitely got to be a game that i play with friends because if i'm playing by myself i might just if I'm waiting for somebody to come online, then I don't mind sort of pottering around and just sort of doing something. But I yeah. really need the engagement of somebody, at least one other person to play with. Otherwise, it kind of, I know, it just it loses its spark if you're playing it by yourself. You can concentrate more on the story, but then you don't really get the fun of the gameplay. If you're playing by yourself, you, you really need a team of people to get the, the fun. But if they're able to take, especially if they take the Taken King stuff and they manage to build an entire game kind of like that because i feel like the taken king is pretty much the game that they wanted to make so if they could sort of take that and bring that along to destiny 2 i reckon i'll be in on that day one yeah destiny 2 can't wait can't wait but i'm just a destiny person i'm quite see it, it is it is much more enjoyable with multiple people but I'm I'm I can't help it I'm so addicted to that game I'll sit there for like four or five six hours playing by myself doing the same shit just grinding <laughs> I'm terrible I'm I'm just a <laughs> fucking I'm, I'm an addict and I, I need sorting out <laughs> it get, well it gets you in the way down on it oh uh, I know I know but it's, oh, it's so good it, but it, I will say though do you, you just reminded me Vader Fuck the new light system that they've created. <laughs> Seriously, like uh, they got—I don't—they got it perfect in the Taking King. So no matter what you're doing, you can always get a little bit of light here and there. But now they've added these silly fucking gates. Like blue engram stop at three forty light. Won't give you any higher than that. Purples stop at three sixty-five. Exotics will go all the way up to maximum, and raid gear will go up to maximum so basically you have to get exotics or raid to go above 365 which is bullshit because not everyone does raids so it's not yep, very fair yeah exactly whereas in the taking king anyone no matter what you was doing pvp grinding strikes doing missions you could always get to max light now you can't it's is it's a bit shit so i'm I'm a bit annoyed about that, but I know why they've done it. It's because the whole team is working on Destiny 2, and this expansion was made by the live team, and they're basically trying to pad the expansion to make it last longer, <laughs> because everyone else is working on Destiny 2. They've kind of gone, okay, buy Destiny 1. <laughs> they've kind of forgotten about it. Not forgotten about it, but they've put their live team on it now, so that 
I, I can't see any more expansions for the rest of the year. I think it's just going to be silly little bits and bobs. So, yeah. Microtransactions. Uh, don't even fucking go. Oh, there's too many magic words. Woo! <laughs> Josh turned into uh, I wish, a um, then. <laughs> just speaking about raids, like if anybody out there has... Uh, you know, had not done the raids or wants to do them again or wants to volunteer some time. Like, I think we have six people. We, we're just about across like eight different time zones. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's trouble, trouble. Yeah. Josh has gone yeah. full Dalek again. Can, can, does, can anyone else hear that? Or is that just yep. me? <laughs> What's happening? I'm sorry. Can you Josh not hear Josh? Robot. Josh has gone very robot. Have I? Oh, right. I didn't even realize. Yeah, you've got you've turned into a full <laughs> robot. You might you might want to jump out and jump back in. Off the Discord, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Don't know if you want to make a time mark of that. No, I'll just we'll just keep going and yeah, edit through. The robot voice sounded really hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, why is that, Invader? What have you been playing? Um, not a whole lot. It's been kind of crazy um, around here recently. It's been kind of finishing off the same stuff. So I finished uh, Deus Ex. Um, but let's let's uh, camp out there for a minute because I um, I actually just started that game. Oh, you did? <clears throat> yeah, I got it from. I finally, I, I just, I finally started getting rental games for my game, my rental service again instead of just leaving Doom on the shelf. Um, <laughs> but I played like the first ten minutes of that game and. It like I didn't play. I haven't really played a Deus Ex before, so like I don't really know anything. And I tried watching them like the twelve minute long video of here's what you here's what happened previously, and that was kind of like not really my thing. I didn't yep. even get past the first mission, and I was kind of not having fun. Like, what should I do to enjoy that game? <laughs> like everything, it just seemed like too much of everything. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it was just a bad day for me, but like everything just seemed like it was just like. I could highlight everything. I could pick up everything. I just didn't like. It just all seemed so much. Yeah. Um, well, firstly, I think you're suffering from a disease called known <clears throat> known as Darkest Dungeonitis. And then, secondly, uh, you lose all your powers after that mission. It, it is just a tutorial mission. Uh, you you kind of get reset, and then you can custom build your character to your play style um, soon after that. Oh, okay. Well, that, that makes more, more sense. I didn't realize, I, I mean, I knew, realized that was a tutorial area. I just, I was just so overwhelmed even getting to like the first part that I was like, oh, I'll just go do something else. So, yeah, it was, I didn't know what was going on, but I just, cause I knew I didn't know what was going on. I just kind of went with it. Um, mm-hmm. And I tend to go sneaky. And so I, that's the weird thing. It's sort of first-person shooter, but I've, I've said this before. I don't think I actually... I don't really kill anybody in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I I carried around a combat shotgun, like a semi-automatic shotgun, which was pretty hilarious. I kind of played with it a couple of times. A uh, sniper rifle, a tranquilizer rifle, a stun gun, um, a battle rifle. I carried all these guns around, and I only ever used the... Stun gun and the tranquilizer dart gun, like the sniper. Cool. It's a, it, you can be aggressive, but I just didn't. Like, there's all these uh, different uh, augmentations where you can have like shields and all these like combat stuff, and I just never equipped them. I always just felt bad killing these people. 
because uh, most <laughs> of the enemies are cops um, and yes they're kind of brutal and and harsh on on people and it's but still that they, they are still just humans they are people with families so i just never felt comfortable killing anybody um did um so was it the mechanics or was it like the story that got you through the game like should i be uh, focusing on what's going on or should i just not care about that at all i don't know because just from what i've been told like it doesn't really progress the overarching story that much. Like um, people who know the series more, um, Stephen from Platformers, uh, I've listened to their podcast. I've talked about that. It kind of ends the same note it starts. It's just there's not much progression in the in the long term story. Uh, I, I found it interesting. Kind of like it's it's sort of the whole story. If people don't know, it's basically just a. It's a story of racism, but instead of uh, human race, uh, different races, it's uh, augmented humans and non-augmented humans, and there's this big conflict between the two, and it's kind of at, at, a, at a peak, um, a very decisive moment where it's going to either overboil or going to kind of simmer down, and that's where this kind of scenario takes out, takes place. Um, it's it interesting. Uh, I like I like the main character. He's a bit of a badass douchebag but uh um i i enjoyed the stealth i enjoyed trying to work out the the pass through areas and and not getting seen and that's how i played the game uh there i I had played the two endings because i I saved it before it was like a decisive moment i had to make uh to save some people or save a lot of people and i saved before the before i made a decision and i went and played both and one was just kind of a bit of an anti-climax ending. <laughs> uh, um, hmm. And yeah, so the ending was a little bit of a, of a downer, but it, it was fun. Um, the only real combat I had to do was the final boss, uh, which is a bit strange. And I, it seemed like he was invincible because I'd never really killed anybody before. And he was over, he was super augmented, this guy. It was just kind of went for ages. <laughs> Um, so it was a bit of a weird boss fight. Yeah, that, that, that was an issue with Human Revolution as well. Like, if you spec for stealth and then you get these boss sections that you can only kill with, like, fighting, it, it, you couldn't do it. It was, it was dumb. Is it, I thought they got rid of that by getting rid of all bosses. But there is a final well, boss. There is a final boss. Uh... <laughs> and it's rubbish. <laughs> oh, have you, have you done it, Josh? Yeah, yeah, I finished it. That boss, do you know what I did for that boss? I hid an event, I threw out an EMP grenade, and I finished it. Easy. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally all I did for that boss. It was crap and not worth the effort. It was a rubbish ending, just like the last game. How did you, how did you, um, how did the EMP work? Did they take him out? Yeah, they just, they basically stunned him. And so he was kind of, yeah, he was just in a stun lock for a little bit. And I ran out the vent and then just did a non lethal takedown. And then, boom, final cutscene. <laughs> oh, you can do a non lethal takedown on him. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I did. I just, like, as soon, as soon as the boss fight started, I turned around, I ran in the vent. It was right behind me. I sat there. He came up the steps, threw the grenade out, waited, it, uh, waited for it to pop. And then it just went out and finished it. The, the whole boss fight was over in like 30 seconds. Job done. I certainly know can... Dark Souls final boss, is it? No, no definitely <laughs> not. No. What is cool, though, you can do it different ways. Because the only time I used that shotgun I mentioned earlier, the, the pretty much automatic shotgun, which is pretty fun, to be fair. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, I just ran, I, sh- I unloaded like a clip of 30 shotgun rounds at close range, and it didn't kill him. So I was like, I don't know how to damage this guy. And so I loaded again. 
Um, what's cool on the boss room, there is a whole bunch of uh, like, um, what do you call it? Like robots, sentries and turrets. Is and that? little Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can sneak around and hack into them and get them on your side. And so that that's how I ended up beating him. They all killed him for me. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of cool. So it does does play into the fact if you are uh, um, designed or you, you built your character around hacking and stealth, uh, you can take him out still. Because <laughs> um, I never actually upgraded my health. I don't see the point because I don't think I ever used a health file. Like you get the health packs. I had like 20 by the end of the game because I just never needed them. So I never got hit. Um, whereas I focus on my augmented bio cell power. So yeah, give it another go, Jeremy. Um, are you you're not huge you're not hugely into stealth, though, are you? I I can be, um, and I be. I kind of have this thing where I want to be. So like, I'll pick up a stealth game and like really try for it, and then fail, and then get real mad. <laughs> I I think that's what uh that's the reason that Metal Gear Solid Five worked so well for me is that the stealth was really really good. But if I like mm, yeah. fucked it up in the middle, I had so many abilities to get me past yep. it and just kill everything inside. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to The Last of Us, like that's how yeah. the combat really like the stealth. Yeah. The stealth sequences in The Last of Us were good about that too. Of like, oh shit, everything went bad, but I can still make it through. So I didn't do yeah. that thing where I constantly restart if I get spotted once, which is what stealth games end up being a lot of times. Yes, that that's what this was for me. Like I think I mentioned last time, it's it was the loading simulator for me. I was loading constantly uh, <laughs> and playing Hearthstone yeah. on my phone while it loaded because. <laughs> uh, like, I just, I don't know, like, I know, it just, as I said, I felt like you shouldn't be killing these people, and so it would go tits up, I would, um, I would, I wouldn't want to, um, yeah, shoot them, and I'd find I'd just die almost instantly, like, it's, you die really quick when people start actually shooting at you, and so I kind of just would just load and try and do and work it out, and it, it was satisfying when you kind of worked out a, a path or a way to kind of trick the guards to get through a, a tough area, mm-hmm. and so I did, I did enjoy that part of it. Um, and you can kind of hide in plain sight a few times, and, and you're, if you use your time, your invisibility right. Actually, I had a funny moment. Uh, being an idiot, I walked in. I was near the end, nearing the end of the game. There's a whole room of guards, and I'd stealth through this area and uh, done well. I was pretty chuffed myself. Got through this. Uh, I bypassed the main the main quest to go this way, and I thought, no, no, I want to go through here, and because that's where I was meant to be going before the quest changed storyline doesn't matter and so i went through broke into the security room did a few things got some bonus information which kind of changed the story a little bit and then i had to go through a room full of like six guards but there's a clear path through and i thought i'm just going to stroll through i'm going to hit invisibly just as i get to the corner and it'll give me enough time to get to the other side and i stroll through hit the button get halfway through the room and all the guys just start yelling, hey, hey, what's going on? And start sh- for shooting at me. I'm like, what's, what happened? And I realized I'd hit the wrong button. And so I just, I just imagined it as <laughs> the character just strolling through all confident and then like, oh, wait, I'm not invisible. Oh, crap. Um, <laughs> it kind of, kind of made me giggle to myself. Um, imagine, yeah, that was for real. Um, but yeah, I, I had fun with it. It was, as I said, the, the one ending. See, Josh, did you go redo the second ending? No, I didn't. You... No, so you I went didn't. through to the ah. back and then the other side of things oh, and yeah. then saw what happened? Yeah, because that's the decisive moment. No, I didn't. Basically, I finished it um, and then I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I sold it within like three days of finishing it. It was, it was really good, um, but no, I didn't. 
I'd, if I was going to see the other ending, I would want it to be a, a completely separate uh, playthrough because I went and did like a complete stealth where I did the pacifist uh, playthrough. But I also wanted to do the one where I didn't uh, like set off any alarms or anything. So if I wanted to see the other ending, for me personally, it would have to be an entirely different playthrough. But I just, with everything that's come out recently, I just couldn't be bothered. Um, but uh, yeah, the one thing I would say about that game is I felt that the, the story kind of fell flat on its ass a little bit. Um, in particular, the whole, the agenda that it's trying to push onto you as the player kind of falls down because obviously you've got the whole augmented humans are supposed to be like complete outlaws at this point in like the timeline, but you've got like the, the train stations and in the train stations, you can go, you can either enter or exit the train station via like the, the natural, which is basically the bog standard human being or the augmented human being. So you, but if you go through the natural one, there's no penalization whatsoever. So it basically, it tries to give you this agenda, but doesn't have the balls to back it up because you can essentially, you can do whatever you like and it doesn't really penalize you for it. Mm. So I felt that they kind of bottled it. I, see, was I really... tried that. I tried that because I walked through the, the augmented section like the first few times and I thought what will happen if I walk through the natural I walked through and a, and a, and a policeman pulled me over and, and interrogated me yeah so they, they stopped me to one side and they said oh, let's see your paperwork so I showed them the paperwork and they let me through and thinking well what was the point uh, okay yeah you, know. you just want more of a consequence yeah yeah, yeah so, but I mean that, that that whole world I find just falls prey to that particular sort of mechanic because that, yeah. that bit when you go down into like the main sort of hub station where like all of your police people are working, like these people, they just they're on such scripted AI that you can do whatever you like and it doesn't really matter. Like I was actually jumping on everyone's computers and nobody said a word. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was just stood there to think about I'll, I'll push yeah. it to see how far I could take it, and I was stood there like wandering over everybody's computers and their keyboards, and nobody <laughs> said nobody even said to me or like get off my desk or anything like that. So it just felt like it just really took me out of the world when I thought, well, if I can push it to this extent and not get any kickback from it, then obviously you're not going to push this agenda. Cause if you can't push it to this stage, then how are you supposed to uphold an agenda when you just, you cannot do it. It was really disappointing in that <clears> regard, but the, the gameplay really made up for it because it was such a step up from human revolution. Um, so one bit in particular, that was kind of when you first get into golem city, uh, it was kind of like a, a massive sort of puzzle, and I really enjoyed the the stealth gameplay of that. And that was probably my the most fun I had with that game. But the actual the world itself built itself up as being so hostile towards you, but you can basically do whatever you want, and unless you actually sort of take somebody out in the street, nobody's really going to bat an eyelid, which I felt was a bit disappointing. If you open up a cop car, you get they'll, they'll shoot you. Oh yeah, they, if you if you open, yeah. So basically, the the only two times when the world really turns hostile against you is when you take somebody out or you open a car door. So yeah, so it just didn't really didn't really work yeah. for me. But the gameplay was so good that I could kind of give it a pass for the the rubbish story. So in the end, after about sort of four hours into the story, I thought I don't really care about the story anymore. I should just I'll play it because I'm enjoying it, but I don't really care. Yeah, gameplay was good. It reminded me a bit of um, 
the good old siphon filter on PS1 days, uh, sneaking mm-hmm. through a few places. It kind of gave me a feeling a few times, which is cool. Um, enjoyed yeah. that game. Cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Yeah, I've I've heard sort of ups and downs about Deus Ex, so it's never really. I I, I played Human Revolution. I was like, yeah, didn't really get into it. I was a bit sort of yeah. I didn't like the whole thing where I'd spec for stealth and then couldn't beat the boss because obviously I was spec for stealth. So I was like, nope, screw this. Yes. So yeah, I think. This one, they, they give you a lot more options, I think, to be able to deal with situations, which is good. But there is only the one boss, though. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What else? Well, I've been playing a few things. Uh, obviously, lots of Destiny. We've talked about that. Um, I played, well, I played it a while ago now, but I've been that fucking... Have I spoke about my time with Uncharted 4 yet? On here. No. no, I don't think no. you've been on the podcast since Uncharted Four came out. So, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> you only uh... just stopped us from talking about it because you were anti it when it first came out. <laughs> right, right. Let, 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 let's get my, my my cards in a row with this one at first. Right, I was very anti Uncharted. <coughs> yes, I admit that, and I was like, yeah, okay, blah blah. Right, I've had enough of talking about it. I had played Uncharted 2, hated it. Uncharted 3, hated it. Bored. I don't know what it was. I found them quite boring. I couldn't get... I didn't get on with those at all. Uncharted 4, I thought, screw it. Because I'm with this rental company, I thought, bugger it, I'll get it. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's really surprising to hear because, like, Uncharted Four looks nice, but it's basically like Uncharted Two and Three. Like, there's not, but, but it's better than Three. But it's pirates. The story is better. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's the big factor. What drew me in is because I fucking love pirates. <laughs> so because the Uncharted Four was obviously based around a, finding a pirate, a pirate story, it felt like I was playing the Goonies but with adults. Yeah, and yeah. Man, oh, that story really drew me in, and and the going back sections to like when you was a kid and that going into the house and finding sort of your mum's old book and stuff. Brilliant, brilliant storytelling. Absolutely blown away by it, and never seen a game look that good on the console. Like, damn, that is a good looking game. Tell me why. I'm really I'm glad bu- you brought up the uh, part where he goes back to the. Uh, like the old house and like mm. you're playing kid Nate at that point because boy do I want a Uncharted to take place a game to take place around like Nathan Drake's mom because she sounds awesome awesome like <laughs> yeah. if they just like if they could somehow make Laura Croft be Nathan Drake's mom and make the oh. new Tomb Raider about that I would be 100% all in <laughs> <that is> so <laughs> cool. I was yeah I was utterly blown away by it and because uh I didn't particularly like the boring shooting sections of Uncharted. I like the exploring. And this one seemed to have a lot more exploring than shooting. Whereas mm. I felt number two had a hell of a lot more shooting. And I didn't like the shooting. And in this, there was a few options that I could turn on just to make the shooting. So it was like, bang, 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 done. See you later. I can get back on with me climbing and doing doing my Tomb raider stuff. So, But yeah, I, I think... The main thing for me was the story. The story really, really gripped me straight away. And 
I got lost in that, like, <laughs> pretty, pretty darn quickly. But, <laughs> yeah, I love pirates, so, <clears throat> what can I say? I loved it, and I know I was, when it first came out, I was banging on about you guys to shut up about it, um, uh, yeah, I was wrong, obviously, very, very good. I was going by previous games, which I really didn't like, and I was expecting it to be more of the same, but I kind of feel it, it did feel very different to the ones I'd played previous. Yeah, loved it. And yeah, once again, I didn't realise, the only thing is, playing that game, it makes your fucking PS4 sound like a fucking jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Louise, you can tell that game is pushing that console like to its edges. That fan was just like even the wife's in the like the bedroom. She was like, I can hear your PlayStation from in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing harsh, but very good. Yeah, be- beautiful looking game. Yeah, see, just want to comment like what Josh commented about Deus Ex about how the the characters in the world didn't react to how you acted. What I was impressed with Uncharted Four is that they did. Like the things, like you were like <laughs> driving through, like um, was it South Africa or Africa mm. or somewhere, and you, things you do if you go over a bump, your guys will comment on it, like "Gee, Jake, uh, come on, Nate, take it easy," yeah. and they'd comment and react to what you're <coughs> doing. And I really, I was really impressed with with that, um, how mm. dynamic the, the the dialogue was at times, just the, the chitter chatter between uh, your characters on the journeys. Yeah, uh, and it made good. just driving through those big open areas just fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed those areas. Uh, whereas other games, it could just be a, a time killer. Whereas I, I enjoyed this, those sections. Yeah. That was the thing with those open sections as well. I spent a lot of time just wandering around there taking photos. <laughs> Love the photo <laughs> mode in that game. Oh, some of the pictures you can get with that photo mode in that game are just unreal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I won't. I won't. That, that's all I'll say because we we spoke a lot. I see you guys said a lot about it, but yeah, I was. I was. Real quick, go on, go real go quick. Go on, go on. You can't. You can't leave without telling us what your score in Crash Bandicoot was. <laughs> yeah. Very bad. <laughs> Seriously, I think it, I don't even know what it was like. She laughed at me because I couldn't beat her. <laughs> I beat her. Yeah, I'd, I'd sucked at that. I don't know that I've ever played Crash Bandicoot, and after experiencing <clears throat> it for like forty-five seconds in Uncharted Four, I don't think that I want to. <laughs> it was good when it came out at the time. It was great. It's not aged very well. Yeah. yeah, it was a bit clunky, but I, I, I beat the score. I beat her score. <sighs> Look at you, you flash bugger. I was well shot. <laughs> I lost all my lives and don't think I ever made it to the end of the level. <laughs> yeah, and then the, at the end of the game, you get to do it again. I thought that was really cool. And then I failed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I played the heck out of Crash Bandicoot as a kid. See, I did as well. Yeah, I had it on PS1. Loved it. Played it loads, but I'll just, yeah, I'm shit at it now. <laughs> I, I find that particularly ironic seeing as how as you finished every Dark Souls game now. <laughs> that seems particularly ironic to me. Yeah, you yeah, finished yeah. A, yeah, you've done every Dark Souls game, but Crash Bandicoot still gets so, you. Yeah, I can't, can't, play, can't do Crash Bandicoot too hard. It just, proves, it just proves that Dark Souls is not about the difficulty. It's not. No, it's definitely not. It's really not. Right. Once you know those mechanics, yeah, but that's, 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 that's just us talking about Dark Souls. There you go. I just yeah. we, we need a Dark Souls a pirate Dark Souls game. Oh my god! <laughs> Bloody hell! Oh, don't! I'm just, Can you imagine the fashion? I'm just going to have to clean that. up my trousers. Hold on! Yeah. Bloody hell! Seriously, like really a pirate awesome. Dark Souls would be fucking awesome. Like that to uh-huh. me would be so 
rad. Well, you're just like adventuring <sighs> through, like even just oh, the man. same kind of island that Uncharted 4 is based on, and that's your kind of oh. world, and you've got to go through the different areas to Come try and unlock things. If I had to stop it, you just... <laughs> that would be wicked. <laughs> that would be wicked. I'd be very interested to see how your peg leg scales with his strength build. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, so Uncharted 4, loved it. I was wrong. There you go. <laughs> I'll go and eat me hat. <laughs> pirate hat. Yeah, me pirate hat. Uh, well, see, I think, Jeremy, we we said, you said this to me a while back, that er- pirates make everything better, uh, except modern pirates. It has to be old school pirates. Exactly. Like, nobody saw that Tom Hanks movie where he had to, I actually got, like, for real Somali pirates and, like, came and stuck his boat. Because that, that sucks. Like, that's too real. Yeah. Just like the pirates in Uncharted 3. But, like, in Uncharted 4, <laughs> like, they're just all rad-ass pirates that want to screw each other over. It's great. With yeah. like awesome pirate names. It's got yeah, it's got to be old school pirates. You can't have these new ones that walk around with like guns and stuff. They've got to have swords and cannonballs and stuff. Pirates, peg leg pirates, pieces of eight. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh, well, what you've been playing then, Josh? Uh, right. Well, the main one I want to talk about today, which I think a few of you might be interested in, is uh, Mafia Three. Do we, do we have to? Do we have to really talk about this game? Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I still want to talk about it. <laughs> it's not as bad as you think it is. It's oh really my. not that bad. Right. I, I'm I, also. Uh, I'm also curious how Cliff's been playing Mafia Four. If Mafia Three just came out, did I write Mafia Four? <laughs> where? Where? I did write Mafia Four. What an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the future, see. <laughs> There's these exclusive invites you keep getting. <laughs> now, go on there, Josh. What, what, what are your... Let's have, a, have a little... Right, so... Right off the bat, I, would, I will openly admit that it's got plenty of bugs and that as it's an open-world game, it does fall prey to the whole, oh, there's a massive city and you don't have enough to really drive you forward throughout it, but I like to... I want to give that a bit of a, a pass because A, the bugs are hilarious. Um, the, all the ones I've seen so far have actually just made me think I've been, I'm going to die from laughter. Um, and the, the whole one, one thing that I don't think people seem to understand is that, yeah, it's, it gets repetitive as hell doing the same things over and over. But as I explained to somebody on Twitter the other day is you are an up and coming, basically you're an up and coming crime Lord. And so, Tony Montana didn't get his notoriety from just sitting on his ass and doing nothing. Like you have to get out there and do it yourself because he is to begin with, he is the Lincoln is a one man army. So he does have to go and do all of this stuff himself. So to me, it kind of, it helps with the context of the situation to go out there and take over all these things myself. It may get repetitive as I get further on into it. I'm only about, uh, how many how many um districts have you taken over i'm currently taking over my third district as we speak well how, so, i can't remember how many districts there are there's what i know there's quite a lot yeah um and it's basically the same thing in every district that's that i can appreciate why yeah. that would become boring and i don't want to tell anybody that they're wrong for feeling that way against mm. that particular point because at the end of the day it's an open world game and if you don't feel that you've got enough driving you forward then yeah. there is no reason to continue Absolutely. playing it yeah um yeah definitely but so for me it just it helps me 
like immerse myself in the world actually going out there and doing these repetitive tasks because the, to me i don't know it just seems like it would be that way if i was in his shoes yeah. but yeah but so the biggest thing for me about mafia 3 is the story and the way that it is told i absolutely adore the way that this story is told i love it so much because it is essentially told as a documentary how you've got cutscenes that give you context and you get it gives you character interactions but then they kind of interviews people and gets their side of the story as well so you've got like an fbi agent and behind him there's kind of like a like a board that's got uh, pictures of people with pins in them and sort of locations and particular events and he actually the event that you are about to go and carry out in the game he kind of explains the aftermath of it and you know why Lincoln felt that he had to go and do that. And I just love how you get, I don't know, like the, the future perspective, but then you're actually playing like the present perspective. I really love that sort of that playing with the game and how you get the, um, the, the priest as well, who is to you, that is quite a close character. And you can tell that obviously because he's a man of gods, he doesn't agree with what it is you're doing, but he understands that you are a one-man army. You're going to go and do what it is you need to do. But you can tell, like the especially the way that they've animated the eyes, you can tell like when he's talking about Lincoln, he he really gets his point across, and it actually is believable, or at least to me it is anyway. It, it really feels believable. <coughs> the thing, I, 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 I will totally 100% agree with you in that part. The story is absolutely spectacular. Mm. Uh, the voice acting, on point, absolutely yeah, on point. Definitely. And those yeah. cutscene graphics are mm-hmm. fucking spectacular, which yeah. leads me to believe what the fucking hell happened between them and mm. those lovely sky... Right, <laughs> have you had any lighting issues with the game? Like, real bad lighting issues with weird skyboxes and shit? Like, um, like I've orange probably, depth, yeah. depths of hell skies where you, it's supposed to be dusk, but it looks like hell's coming through the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I have had a few. Yeah, yeah, I will, I will admit that. Yeah, it really yeah, baffles definitely. me because those cutscenes, yeah. they're some of the best animated faces I think I've seen in a video game mm, to yeah, date. Definitely, I, I honestly think this game would have. Uh, <sighs> I think it would have served better as a campaign game rather than an open world game. Because mm. the, the story is brilliant. And uh, yeah, yeah, the acting is just absolutely spectacular. The, mm. like, like you say, like with the priest, where you're he's doing the interviews, it's an interview style. Absolutely brilliant. I've not seen a game do it that way before and it was really bloody interesting. It yeah. was just... as just the gameplay it because it i got locked into that repetitive cycle i just couldn't push my way forward so i never did see the end of the story so i'm hoping someone will stitch it together on youtube like they do normally so i can watch it all yeah 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 what what sort of stuff yeah. did you like have you been enjoying with the game um i've definitely <clears throat> been enjoying um <laughs> Basically, the, just the, the driving mechanics. I think that the driving mechanics, is, because you, you know how so many open world games, you get like, uh, when they say that every car feels different. But yeah. when I play Watch Dogs, every car felt exactly the same. <laughs> and they all they all steered like shit. Um, so that was, it certainly didn't help. But every vehicle in this game does drive differently, um, which just 
and I love. I, I'm not a big fan, admittedly, of the the rearview mirror, and I wish you could turn that off, but unfortunately, you can't. But the mirrors in this game are just they're broken, frankly. They just don't. <laughs> they outright don't work. I mean, I would, I remember being in somewhere. I can't remember where I was, but I was in somewhere, and the mirror was in front of me, and it wouldn't reflect me at first. And then all of a sudden, there was just a pop in texture of Lincoln as he was stood in one particular position, and I was moving. And it was just. Lincoln stood there doing nothing. So these mirrors are broken, um, <laughs> which does baffle me considering the fact that we've managed to do fully functioning mirrors for years now in games, but whatever, I can forgive it, I suppose. <laughs> that, um, you, you just mentioned one of my, my, my main big, one of my gripes, like I'd be driving down the road and then I'd crash into a car that's just popped in from nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, oh, the, the popping f- in this where did game. That come from? Yeah, the popping in this game is frankly shameful. And see, the I, the trouble is, I, I really love this game, mm. but I struggle to actually find the words to s- properly stand up for it because there is so much in this game that is broken. But yeah. I can't help but love it because, like you said, those the graphics in the the cutscenes and like the facial animations, everything they are absolutely spot on. And it's not very often. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not very often that you get a game where the eyes work convincingly you know i mean you, you've got to look to like a, a naughty dog game to get that really whereas most games they kind of they don't really manage to portray <laughs> like emotion through the eyes in the way that you would expect them to nowadays yeah um, yeah, yeah you, you can actually feel the actor's performances because even with the mouse like a lot of cgi faces you don't you just have teeth in these you can actually see yeah. the tongue and stuff in the mouth i know yeah. it's, it, it sounds really minimal but it can it really shows through the human performance of because you can see every single facial feature of that person and yeah yeah, the, 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 yeah brilliant yeah yeah <coughs> it's incredible but um that I find that this kind of falls into another <laughs> L.A. Noir sort of thing where the gameplay isn't all that it's cracked up to be mm. and the facial animations are incredible I mean L.A. Noir has certainly dated and was not as good as people said it was but. Yeah. Everybody was so struck by the realistic facial animations that it kind of, I don't know, gave them a reason to overlook everything else and just continue with the game for that particular reason. Um, but so with this, just I do enjoy the gameplay. I also enjoy how they handle the racism because obviously it's a very controversial point to to handle. And I remember, I think within like my first two hours of playing it, I'd heard must have been four or five different sort of. Um, and the racist terms and i think this is is so brutal but then i had to think that the, the setting that it's set in it was a particularly hostile point for yeah. pe- people who weren't white back then so you know the, it, i think that the way they handle it is very very mature and very sensible and doesn't feel overly ham-fisted like it does in some games Wait, so i really enjoyed that it's totally bang on it's like if you, if you go in and steal a car from say like a black poor neighborhood the police probably won't even turn up but if you go yeah. and do that in a white affluent neighborhood the police are there like on on yeah. you like a shot and like you can yeah. even go into certain restaurants and it says on the door you can see yeah. it says whites only and they're like leave or i'm gonna phone the old bill and it's like fucking yeah. hell man yeah it's yeah. uh yeah, it it definitely <coughs> evokes a strong emotion towards the, mm. you know, how the, how these people used to used to live back in this day and age, um, and I feel that it's it's really portrayed convincingly because some games don't manage to pull yeah. that off as well as they'd like to think so, um, but this one really does. 
Um, but overall, I'd say I mean, I'm only about five, six hours into it so far, so I haven't managed to do too much. But um, the the kind of the set pieces for the final part of when you're taking over a territory, the first one that I did was absolutely incredible. I loved every second of it when you're going through like the uh, the amusement park thing. I thought that mm. was absolutely brilliant. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that because um, I think that the, the the only thing about the controls that really gets on my nerves a bit is that the cover system in terms of actually sort of traversing the cover because the the amount of times I've come out of cover and been spotted when I've actually just tried to go around a corner I'd, I've lost count of how many times that's happened yeah which is kind of it is kind of annoying but the gameplay itself is is really good I like how the guns feel you know they have actually they feel like they've got power to them the, when you're pressing that trigger you really feel like you're pressing that trigger um and again so it's not very often that you get that with um like a, a third person shooter really so it's, it's definitely got its flaws but from what i've played of it so far it's absolutely brilliant and i'm glad that i, I picked it up day one i have to say well, i'm glad you're managing to stick with it i, I just couldn't I couldn't I couldn't deal with it anymore I was just like no I've done literally after about what 10 hours I was like I've done this just mm. so many times like literally taking over each district is identical to the last one because you have to mm. do the low level then the next one and then the next dude up so you do all the districts times three by the end you've done it like 46 times it's just like oh yeah <laughs> mm. give me a break that's disappointing because I was I was really looking forward to kind of <clears throat> exploring like their take on new orleans in the 1960s since that's two hours away from my house and i've spent a lot of time over there so i was kind of looking forward to that i'll it, still probably try yeah. it out one day but i, I won't yeah. I d- i'm definitely not going to like buy it i would right say now. i would definitely say no. throw it on your game flyer list and rent it yeah, it's definitely, definitely worth yeah. giving it a blast because yeah. if you so, can push through the story and the acting mm-hmm. is just yeah it's brilliant yeah and the the world itself is fantastic to drive around it's absolutely stellar going from district to district and seeing the differences in, you know, so you've got like the, the industrial area and you've got like the high class area and then you've got like the, the swamp backwards area and it, it really sells it. And it's absolutely incredible to actually really see that. Something I just want to mention too, since you guys brought up the way that the game handles race, um, mm. Vice has started a new gaming website. I don't even think they've got a name for it yet, but they they grabbed Austin Walker, who was over at the Giant Bomb East. I love that new said, podcast. Yeah, yeah, they've really got a great good. new podcast. Him yeah. and Patrick Klepek doing a really good job with that stuff. But Austin has written some great articles about how that game handles race, and he's even got interviews from the developers and everything. It's very, mm. very much worth reading. Like seeing how games approach those those actually serious and real issues and time periods where it would just, you know, there, there was no political correctness in the 1960s when it came to mm, black people yeah. in the South. Like, that didn't exist. So, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just kind of fascinating reading. So, go, go check it out. I don't I think it's just Vice Gaming. I don't really know how to get there, but just go look at Austin Walker's Twitter feed and in between the mech stuff, it'll be some stuff about race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They still haven't got yeah. around to uh, naming it yet, have they? But it's, uh, the podcast is very, very good as well and it's very, it's very intelligent conversations on that podcast as well i'm thoroughly enjoying it yes it's uh i definitely say I, I agree with josh definitely pick it up and give it a go because if you yeah. can if you can get through it it's it there's a lot of good to be had with the game but as uh, there are a lot of flaws with it as well so yeah but what, I, what i'm yeah. led to believe is that half of it was built and then they got bought out and changed studios and it, 
another set of devs took over and built the second half of the game. So it's basically been built by two different dev teams. So I don't know whether that's a cause of its problems. I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. Um, one other thing I will say about it is the soundtrack is absolutely oh, amazing. Soundtrack oh. is one yeah. of the best soundtracks. Yes. I think in, I mean, you, in gaming. Yeah. I mean, when when you're sat in the main menu and it's Jimi Hendrix, you think, "All right, yeah, sold." Sold, just, completely sold. Just don't try and stream it on YouTube. Because no, <laughs> no. you will be copyright striked left, right and centre. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that soundtrack is incredible. It's like yeah. somebody like buried into like new music that I was born and bred on and just made a game around it. It's amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's that. Jeremy, what else have you been playing, yes. dude? Um, let's briefly talk about, uh, Dragon Quest Builders, because I know it's on Vader's list as well. Um, did Josh, Cliff, did either one of you check it out? I think there was a demo <laughs> available. There's, there is a demo yeah. available on the PSN. No, yes, not with the, not with the release schedule being the way it is at the moment. I just yeah. don't have the time for it. <laughs> it's, um, I just played the demo and I'm, it's just incredibly charming. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> like, it's... Um, like there's this really quick joke at the very beginning where you meet like the first other person in the world. And, um, you know, like up to this point, there's been like this goddess person talking to you in your head and telling you what to do through the, throughout the tutorial. And, uh, this chick just looks at you and was like, so you're hearing voices and you're just creating stuff for midair and you're telling me you're not a suspicious person. Like it's, it's kind of <laughs> like that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't really get into Minecraft that much. I just, I don't know what it is. Like I've tried to pick it up a couple of times, but it wasn't my jam, but this is very much, and I haven't gotten very deep into it, but this is much more of a objective based thing. So like, Hey, you got to build a room for this person. And like, then you got to put a couple of beds in it and, Oh, you built a room. So now you get points and now go out here and get some apples so we can eat and, and things like that. Like it's, and it's just very charming. Like it plays really well. Like it's really smooth. It's really, really pretty. And I didn't really, I didn't get into the, um, I, I really like Dragon Warrior games, excuse me, Dragon Quest games, um, but <clears throat> I, I never got into like the, the beat-em-up style stuff, but I was like the RPGs, and there's just a lot of, this, like there's little slimes bouncing all over the field, like you go, you can just go whack a slime, like it's it's really neat. I don't, Vader, how far, did, how deep have you gotten into it? Um, we, me and Odin finished the demo um and we did mm-hmm. a, a little review video together so i chatted with Odin about what he thought of it which was really fun um so it's on our youtube if you want to go check it out uh but then i've, I've we bought the full game and i haven't finished it got to the, i've got to about the same point the demo ends um last night and yeah it's really good uh it's it's that's my problem with minecraft there's no real purpose to minecraft yeah. there's no real like story or end goal Although um, this this as you said, it's it's got quests, it's got the RPG kind of storylines running through it. It reminds me of like Dark Cloud, uh, where you're kind of building up a city, the old PlayStation Two game, um, where you're kind of creating your own, own village and towns and stuff. But it has the Minecraft crafting and building aesthetic, uh, so you can build everything from scratch. 
um but it but then you, you know it's not as restricted as minecraft because you not, not everything's not everything is square <laughs> like trees are, look like trees and people look like people um and monsters aren't yeah they're not all blocky and so you can create things that aren't just restricted to that that square block like minecraft is i, I really like it um yeah it's a lot of fun i think there's a little too much dialogue though i think they could cut back quite drastically on the on the text <laughs> Oh my god! Oh yeah, that chick just does not shut up. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can tap through pretty quick, but because yeah. at least it's not spoken. At least you don't have to wait for somebody to say all this stuff, and you can kind of skip through the text pretty quick. But yeah, there's way too much dialogue. I'm hoping that like after the tutorial bits, the game will kind of open up and just let you do your own thing for a while. I, I've got to, as I said, got to the point where the the, the goddess, this kind of deity um, being that's speaking with you and who's brought you back virtually from the dead uh, to to bring back creativity to the world. Um, she says to me, "Look, I've got to leave you for now. Um, I will speak to you when you've when you've accomplished the task you've got to do." And so I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping it does, but like it repeats. Like I've been I've been told, like in the first two hours, you get told maybe six or seven times that you're that it's amazing that you can create and no one else can. And and like I, I've got it, I get it. <laughs> Just let me build. Um, but it is it is as you said, Jeremy. It's very charming. It's uh, it's it's cute. It's fun. It's like almost a very simple action RPG uh, type fighting. Like it's very um, linked to the past, but 3D. So you'd assume that you mean um, Ocarina of Time, but it's not as in-depth as Ocarina of Time. It's more just push one button attack kind of style. Yeah, yeah. There's no like Z-targeting or like jumping around combat. Yeah, yeah. It's just running around and like hitting spamming triangle to whip a club around. But it's, I mean, it's still very, very charming. And it seems to be like, it seems to have precise controls, which I would. Yes. If this game controlled poorly or sluggishly, like I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to play it at all. But like I was just having fun. The first time they told me to like go out and collect some leaves so that I could make a bed, I was like, "Well, I'm just going to go out and kill a slime and get some apples and do all kinds of shit." I just roamed around for a while. So. Yep. So it's got that freedom, um, and that's why that's why I like it because it's yeah you can kind of create. Um, I like it for Odin because it's teach it encourages them to read and to pre- uh, develop his reading skills. Uh, but also allows him to be creative, and that's why he loves Minecraft because he can because he started the demo himself, and he just his town looks completely different than mine, and he comes up with stories and why he's doing it and and the reasons and and yeah, it's 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 a great little game, and it's not it's probably going to be um, kind of just said that it's a Minecraft clone. It's it's not. It's got its own charm and own character um, that just uses that block setting to you to build. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much to say past that. Um, I did try Lost Odyssey for a little while. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. This was Fucking a 360 love game. Lost Odyssey. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, um, it was uh, CJ from Twin Humanities and Allison by Proxy on Twitter, <laughs> who, uh, recent guest of Don't Give Up Skeleton, um, who convinced me to pick it up because it just recently got backwards compatibility. Um, oh wow, really? Patched. I don't know. Awesome. What, yeah, I don't know what the words. That's like a four disc game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, you can just put the first disc in, and it downloaded it downloaded twenty gigs worth of shit onto my Xbox One, and it just started up the game. So nice, um, that's cool, man. I don't, I haven't got to the anywhere near in in depth with it, but uh, according to reports, you don't like have to swap out disc or anything. You can just keep playing. Awesome, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Um, and they had it for uh, like I looked online. And like, if you wanted a brand new copy on Amazon, it was like ninety dollars for some reason. <laughs> but right when it went to uh, backwards compatible, uh, 
GameSpot had it for like five or like no, it was like fourteen dollars, I think. Um, That's a bit. Of course, it was a used copy, and it came in like the the GameSpot box that was all garbage. But I didn't I don't care about the box. I just wanted yeah. the disc. So I could yeah, put it in. yeah. But it's fun. The way that game uses like almost comic book panels to tell yeah. the story, like to do the cinematics, <laughs> is really cool. Like that's a that's a really interesting way. And and the ring system seems kind of neat. Um, I don't know where I'm going to have time in my schedule to fit it, like a four disc JRPG. It's quite but, a big you know, game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we'll we'll you know we'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll keep poking at it. I want I want more excuses to turn on my Xbox One. I haven't had enough of them. So cool. And that's it for me. That's all of the games that I have played. Cool. Vader, what else you been into? What else um, just just briefly, uh I jumped on Rocket League. They've got a new I think uh uh <laughs> Brian Wade mentioned it last episode that he the mm. Rocket League Rumble. Yeah. Um it's where you got kind of got mods and like power ups every ten seconds you get a new random power up that does quirky weird things. Yeah. It would be a fun one to jam with some mates. Um it's not as competitive as the normal Rocket League because it's a bit more random and and um, and sporadic, but it'd be a lot of fun just having a laugh about the craziness you can do because it's you get like boots that pop out your boot, you got fists that can punch the ball from a distance, you've got tornadoes, you've got magnets. It's it's quite quirky and it would be a lot of but a, a few giggles. Um, but yeah, so not much more to say about that. Rocket League's still chucking out good content, which is cool. Um. The other, yeah, that's really it. Dragon Quest Builders is really the main one I've been playing this week. Cool. Well, I well I've been playing a little bit more. I'll quickly talk about. Uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about the bunker. Have you guys um, seen yeah, this I've at all? This. Yeah, I've heard this of is. It. Uh, this yeah, this got on my radar for just being like a full motion video game, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. this is. Yeah, yeah. Think think Philips yeah. 3DO games. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That's basically what this game is. It, it's an old Philips 3DO game, full motion video, and then you basically select a path and tell the dude what to do. Open that door. Look at that computer. Open that door. Walk that way. Uh, <clears throat> you know me. I love my two. It's a three-hour experiences. I love them. I'm addicted to them. So I thought, ah, oh, screw it, I'll get it. It was like 12 quid. <laughs> so I threw it on, and I streamed the whole playthrough from start to finish in one in one evening. I had a few people watching, actually, because a lot of people were saying that they were interested but didn't want to pay for it. So a full streamed playthrough was perfect because it is like kind of watching a film, really. Hmm. So, uh, but yeah, basically the, 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 the rough premise is that, uh, there's been sort of nuclear fallout and you are in a nuclear bunker, basically living in this nuclear bunker. Uh, everyone has got to a point where everyone has died and you are the last survivor in this nuclear bunker. And the story then goes from there, really. Um, it's the gameplay is very 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 basic it literally is like you have on screen and you have say a door a set of stairs a switch and you just scan around and see which things you can interact with that's the that's your gameplay that is it <laughs> there's nothing else to do like literally i can't say any anything else about <laughs> mechanics because that is all you do it is so unbelievably simple but the story is very intriguing. 
it it kept me hooked the whole it's only a couple of hours long so it's not like it takes forever I was hooked the entire time I played it I was very glad I bought it the the acting was very on point uh, it was filmed very well and like I knew a couple of the actors a couple of the British actors that were in it as well and it ended up the ending is not what I was expecting to happen which was I like when games do that I, I didn't see it coming the ending which is cool so uh, <laughs> if you want to watch it and not play it it's on me YouTube but uh, I would say <laughs> it's worth it if you want to spend 12 quid for a nice little couple of hour little experience it is worth it I did enjoy my time with it it was it was, a, it was good yeah very good speaking of uh, shorter experiences did you play and finish uh, Virginia Josh I did indeed yeah, I actually I managed to do Virginia and Journey in the same day. So, oh wow, that's oh, there's what two a day! Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good day. Actually, that was a cracking day. Virginia is a very interesting little game, I must say. Um, I, I was a massive fan of the art style. Same goes for Journey. Actually. I was a massive fan of the art style for that, um, and the the cut editing that you mentioned last time. I thought that mm-hmm. was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant because it kept the pacing very consistent. Um, exactly, and, like you weren't yeah. spending time walking down this hallway; you would just immediately be to the end of talking to somebody, like in a split second. It was really cool. Yeah, exactly. A, I mean, uh, sorry, the, carry on. I was. I'm a big fan of that cut editing actually because they did that quite a lot in Firewatch as well. The mm-hmm. uh, the, the the cut editing. Uh, do they use that a lot in Virginia then? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Except yeah. it's even more. Um, it's it's more of a like a. It's more of a quick cut than Firewatch. Like Firewatch would just go to like day four or whatever. It would it's have like a, like fade, a little yeah, it's break. like a fade cut. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This literally like you will you'll be walking down a hallway and then like in like literally oh, a like snap a you'll be in the yeah. middle of a conversation with somebody oh, nice. like down at like, towards cool, the place yeah. you were going. Oh, that's very, very that's neat, that's though. very brave for a game to do that actually. That's they, yeah, yeah they, they do that a lot in movies, but mm. yeah, cool. Sorry, carry on, Josh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, so th- you said it's brave for a game to do that. It's even braver when said <coughs> game doesn't actually have any dialogue in it, mm. um, which I thought was a very bold move. Um, and I think that the characters' faces and the the animation that they've put into the eyes, because it's very, very basic, but the animation they put into the eye movements really sells the story. I mean, uh, the, when I got to the end, I wasn't entirely sure what it was the game was trying to tell me. Um because it does get very, very weird towards the end. It's kind of like Twin Peaks sort of thing. I yeah, didn't know this game did this. Does it go? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. really good. playing this now. Yeah, oh, yeah it I've goes I think, I, I, think I mentioned it on Twitter, Cliff. Like, as soon as I started playing this game, I was like, yeah, Cliff's got to play this. Like, this is exactly his, his, his yeah. jam. I, I'm definitely, going yeah. to play this this weekend. I'll, I'll pick it up and I'll play it this weekend, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you can easily do it in sort of two hours. I think that's how long awesome. it took me. Um, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much because it's the kind of game you can't really say too much without spoiling yeah. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I reckon you'll definitely enjoy that. Um, the ending is very peculiar. The soundtrack is fantastic as well. Um, yeah, just really fits the uh, what it is that's going on at the time. Um, yeah, but really just because uh, I'd heard a lot of people sort of saying good things about it, but I hadn't really decided to look into it properly because I wanted to go in relatively blind. And uh, I'm glad it did. It was, it's definitely, if 
it doesn't turn out to be one of my games of the year. It's certainly one of the most interesting and unique games I've played this year. Um, so and then after that, I moved on and did Journey, uh, <coughs> which was absolutely stellar. I had to, because I was halfway through playing it, and then I had to actually leave the house to go and do something. So I decided to, instead of just carrying on, I decided to just start again, because it was the kind of game I wanted to just sit and play just one sitting. So I decided to sit there and just do it from start to finish. And I'm glad I did because that game, mm. it it definitely had my emotions going all over the place. It was absolutely stunning. That game, it, frankly, it's it's a shame that I haven't played it until now. But I think that the, the whole uh, PS4 revamp of it certainly helped it because it looked so gorgeous. Um, just the way that the, the sands interacts with you, it looks absolutely incredible. Um, and you know that it's, it's so beautiful towards the start, and then sort of towards the middle, it, it peters out and it gets really sort of dark and depressing. And you know, you really sort of feel for the character, and then you get towards the end. And uh, I mean, so there's probably still people out there that haven't played it, so I don't want to go spoiling it. But you get towards the end, and then there's something that happens towards the end, and you think, Oh no, what the hell's gonna go on here? And then just you go back into like all the, the beautiful territory, and it's absolutely stunning again. I mean, I, I couldn't really award it Game of the Year because obviously it didn't come out this year. But again, it's right up there as being one of the most interesting games I've played this year. Um, it's been on my radar for a very long time. I've just never really got a chance to play it. So the fact that it came up on PS Plus was very, very handy. Um, but that yeah. moment where you're sliding down that hill <coughs> and the camera moves like, oh. to your left and you're oh, just going to see out. Yes. Oh man. Oh man. That is That's so one of my favorite good. moments in games ever. Like it's just one of those like, holy shit, I can't believe they made this kind of yeah. moments. Yeah, it is so beautiful to look at. It's it's one of those games where you kind of you want to keep the pacing consistent because you want to push on and see where the story is taking you, but you also want to spend time just exploring the world because it looks so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Did really you uh it. did you have any players helping you out at the end? Uh I think I think I had one person about halfway through. I know the first time I played it, before I actually started again, there was somebody helping me out um, on kind of like uh, the first main sort of puzzle area, I suppose. It's not really a puzzle, but the first area that's like quite big and expansive where you've got to free the, the, the things. Um, yeah, I had somebody help me then. And then on my second playthrough, I think I saw three people in total because I, I was confused to begin with as to whether that was that – was, another player character or somebody just like an NPC that would hmm. come along and, you know, just like a, cause I, I basically just took it to be a character going on a pilgrimage to find their, you know, the, kind of like their Mecca sort of thing. So I thought maybe this was another person who had lost their way and saw me. And then we decided to team up and it wasn't until I finished the game, I discovered there was people actually playing yeah. it. Yeah. So I, that was quite a pleasant little thing to sort of sit there watching the credits and say, oh, that's actually the real people, is it? Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely love the way they integrated their multiplayer into that game. It's so seamless yeah. and oh, it's you don't amazing. even realise it's happening. And you're like, okay. And then you look into it, ah, oh, it is actually another human player, which is very, very cool. And you yeah. can only like, a, talk to each other with like your little bleeps and bloops, <clears throat> little funny sounds that you make at each other and that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty funny when you um like you're having this like hugely emotional experience and like <clears throat> I mean I'm a, we can spoil journey right like nobody cares like you're, you're, at the end of that game is kind of emotional and like you're kind of caring about your oh, character and like yeah. if you have somebody there with you like you're kind of, they're they're on the same struggle that you are and then 
like the mm. credits come in and it was like, you know, you were playing with XXX420 Sephiroth. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. okay, well, that's cool, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That was what it was. I had like nine or ten people that when I, because I did the same thing. I sat down and played <laughs> the game start to finish and I had at the end like nine or ten people and like every single name was some garbage PSN name. <laughs> <It was so laughs> yeah. yeah. But so I'm glad they chose to leave that detail until the credits rolled because otherwise mm. it would have just ta- it would have taken yeah. you out of the world if they had chosen to to tell you at the time. So because I genuinely felt that it was just somebody who was exactly like me, who had just happened to find me and was coming along for the journey, quite literally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, yeah, to, to see that in the credits, that was yeah, that was so, wow, that's absolutely incredible. But yeah, both of those games in one day. Yeah, it was a very good day, that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Very, very good games. I see you've been playing the Bioshock Collection. I have indeed, yes. I couldn't resist. Yeah, me neither. Yes. I played it for about half hour, then got rid of it. <laughs> uh, I, I know. had a you might do. What was, yeah. what, was the, uh, what was the problem with it, Cliff? Um, right, I fucking love Bioshock. I'm a huge... Bioshock fan. Um, you loved Bioshock. No, no, no. I still do love Bioshock. Um, <laughs> the problem I had with when I put this Bioshock on, the remaster, I don't know what they've done to it, but it doesn't feel as grimy and dirty as it used to. That's the only way I can explain it. There's stuff missing from the textures and stuff, and they've cleaned it up too much, I think. The game's still fantastic, but there's like... You used to have these bits where water would run down the the walls and stuff like that, where it was the city was leaking. That's no longer in the game. They've taken that out and they've cleaned up a lot of the textures. And it's still an amazing game. It's still great, but I preferred the game I played before the older version, the dirtier, more grimier version. So I was just like, I'll just the nostalgia version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the textures do leave a lot to be desired. I remember there was one bit when I got into Arcadia. It was wandering around the, the start of that area. Um, and there was one bit where I was in an area and half of it was water and the other half just looked like when you see the oil on the floor that you can set fire to. And it was just a straight up split down the middle where one was water and the other one kind of looked like the oil. Mm-hmm. And that was a bit sort of jarring to sort of see that. And I was kind of like, oh, that's a bit disappointing. Um, and I do get what people have been saying about the water not looking as good as it did but it just i don't know that as much as i can see your point i do like it because it just it feels a lot nicer to play it feels a lot smoother i think it's it's running at a better and more consistent frame rate as well so that i i I think the thing for me is irish initially when i played it i i was a pc person at the time so i played this on pc originally anyway so you had the best version going anyway. So yeah. I had it at 60 frames yeah. and stuff anyway. Yeah. So this version really didn't make a difference for me. I can imagine if you had it on like the older consoles then gone to this, it probably feels a yeah. lot because obviously playing at 60 frames and it is yeah. so much nicer at 60. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's certainly turning because my, my go-to version is usually the PS3 version, which I've heard is like basically the worst of all the versions out there. Yeah. So I think going from that version up to this new PS4 remaster yeah. definitely helped. Um, but uh, I don't know, to me, it just it, it feels a lot smoother. It runs a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, the changes when you first um, see Rapture. I like all the extra details I've added into it. 
Um, and I like the changes <laughs> they've made to the, the hacking in terms of like the backgrounds of whatever it is you're hacking. I like what they've done there. Um, I mean, I haven't played it too much. I'm only, I've just got past, like, say, the twist moment in the original. I haven't played Bioshock 2, which I've heard didn't really get as much refinement as the first one anyway. And I haven't touched Infinite, but I don't really care for Infinite anyway, to be honest. Oh, I fucking love Infinite. Everyone hates on that game so much, I love Infinite. But no, if, if you just, do, no. you need to play Minerva's Den, though. The Bioshock 2 oh, DLC, yeah. that's just... I can't wait. I mean, oh, Bioshock so 2, for me, is on par with Bioshock 1. Mm. I mean, it, I I would say that it's better, but I genuinely cannot choose one over the other. I really yeah. love them both just the same. <coughs> I, I don't I, understand I the hate for Bioshock 2. I, no, I thought it was great. I don't get it. Fantastic game. Yeah, I think it's absolutely stellar. Yeah. yeah. Gameplay-wise, it improved. Like, I, I, think, I think it was... You could... Couldn't you, like, do your... Um, Magic, it's not called magic, but I can't remember the name at the moment. And Plasmids. your weapons at the same time. Plasmids, yeah. Yeah, plasmids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And two, so I'm pre- I like the gameplay better in two, but the story I hated, I just thought it was pointless. I like being Big Daddy, but yeah, other than that, I just didn't like the how, how things ended and how things progressed in that game. I preferred one. I'd say, so is that your, uh, is that your grinder that? profile name, Vader? Big Daddy. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to talk over y'all. I just couldn't resist. No, it's fine. I'll just remember that one for later. Fucking big daddy. Um, <laughs> so it's big. It's big Vader. Big Vader. Big, Vader. <laughs> big Daddy Vader. Uh, That's it. That, but that that would be Big Daddy Daddy, then, wouldn't it? Surely. Exactly. Uh, yeah. nice. uh, um, but yeah, no, I just couldn't. Get, I didn't. I didn't enjoy the story in two and three. I just got a bit bored with. Oh come yeah, on, man! Infinite was so good. Why do people hate it so much? It looked pretty. It looked pretty, and it was. It's. But I just. I don't know. I just. Just petered off. It just wasn't. Oh, just that story was so good. I the felt the story in two was better than Infinite. Way oh, better. Than it was. Come on! I finished. I, I at least finished yeah. two. <laughs> that ending was yeah. so good for Infinite. It was so fucking good. Mm. Uh, I've still no. got it on. PlayStation Plus on my console, so maybe one day. Hopefully I hate not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've been fighting this battle for a long time. I love the ending yeah. for Infinite. I thought it was fucking brilliant. We're just going oh, to yeah. agree to disagree on this one, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I think we're going to agree to disagree on more stuff in a minute, aren't we, Josh? I think we might well do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> No, well, Josh knows what I'm talking about. He's been digging out exactly PSVR all week. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Definitely. Well, before yeah. we jump into that, how did Go you on. get invited? What What is the situation where you wound up? Tell us the story, Cliff. How did you wind up at this at this event? I looked at my email and it said, "Do you want to come and try this shit out?" So I went, okay. I went on the thing. I went on the thing. And they said, right, you're booked in, turn up, bring your fucking passport so you can prove who you are. And that was basically it. That was okay, the cool. gist of it. Good they night. literally sent me an email to say, look, we're, we're doing, obviously, this PSVR testing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you're interested, email us back and we'll book you in. They booked me in and that was it. I went up there. There's a big beefy security dude at the door people going can we come and try it and he's like no are you booked in no go away then yeah it's kind of cool but uh yeah 
I was like, yeah, I've got one, sir. Let me in. But it was quite Should've cool, actually, because it wasn't actually at Sony's place. It was, they had set, up, set it up in like a, a venue, but it was under like train arches and stuff. I don't know if you see the pictures that I put up. So like, it was the arches are like train tunnels and stuff. It's very cool, actually. Mm. Very cool. Yeah, I saw the pictures, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'd say that was probably better than the actual VR itself. Oh, fuck off. Oh! <laughs> no, absolutely fucking not. Right, let's get in. Right, PSVR, turn it up, put yourself in. Uh, they basically, they had a big list of games, and us, they said, like, what games, because obviously we're limited on time, da, 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 what are your games that you would like to try? I'll give them a list. And they basically fitted me in for whatever. I sat down, waited, they got all the gear set up in certain areas. And obviously they then test, get it set up on your head and all that. But they had the, while I was waiting, I was looking in the glass cabinet and like they had the PS4 Pro and all that there that I was looking at. That thing's not as big as I thought it was. It's, um, yeah, the PS4 Pro is quite reasonably sized actually. It's almost the same size as a standard PS4, just a little bit wider. Alright. Yeah, it looked huge when I saw it, but in there it's, yeah, not, not that big at all. But uh, well, I tried a few games. Hey, hey. sorry, got quit. Go away. Hey. <laughs> He's been attacked by his dog. Do- Go away. Your dog just wants. Okay, he, just wants he just wants some I'll love. Try to this. He wants some <laughs> loving. <laughs> oh, yeah. So <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I tried a few games. Uh, I like you, Josh. Was a complete not give a fuck about PSVR I really <coughs> didn't care I was like eh whatever but got an invite I thought fuck it might as well so I tried a couple of games uh, the first one I tried was the heist pretty gimmicky very fun though very very fun like you start the demo and you're like sat in your chair and you got this like English game. He's like, oh, you fucking mug. Give me all that. Oh, I've got to cut you Ooh, like a typical wannabe gangster. So, oh, mate, calm down. Fucking hell. But to be honest, the only way I can explain this is like, you're watching it on a TV screen. It's like, oh, all right, the geezer's shouting, angry. With that fucking headset on, do you know that feeling you get when you know there is someone stood next to you? Mm-hmm. This headset, yeah. I'm telling you, it it tricks your brain so much. Like, I could feel that dude standing in front of me, shouting at me. Like, it <laughs> honestly felt like he was fucking breathing in my face. Unless there was someone next to me going, <laughs> in my face. Was. There probably was, yeah. It's probably how I got this fucking cold. <laughs> but I can't explain what that headset does to your head. It really does trick you into believing that you are there. I can't. It's, it's so hard to explain without actually trying it. Because you went, you tried Vive, didn't you, Vader? Yes. Yeah. Did you try any experiences like that, or that, were they just kind of games? If you know what I mean. It was just arcadey, just arcadey. Right. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, just being there, looking around, and sort of having this. It was pretty fucking surreal, actually. But yeah, after that, they, they set you up with a job and then it just, you, you're robbing a bank sort of thing and you're diamond, you have to pick your gun up and shoot people with your gun and then you're driving, you're shooting out the car and the, it's a very gimmicky game. Mm. 
But with that headset on, if I had that in my controller, it would have been like, yeah, that's fucking boring. With that headset on, changed the game completely. It was so much fun. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's really hard to explain. Really hard, like. The next one was the same sort of thing. Was I, I played uh, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood. It has uh, a very, very small link to the actual game. It's mm. a bit... Bleh. No, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's a non-rail shooter, isn't it? It's a non-rail shooter, but basically yeah. you are inside the head of the main dude. Like, you know, the young lad who's like a bit crazy in the game. Mm, you're, yeah. Basically, you're in his head. And like you, like as you're going along these on rails, like shooters, you see like his his dead sister and that, like all zombified and clown babies. And it's, do you know what? I was expecting that game to be super crappy. That game was seriously fun. <laughs> like it was a real fun game to play. I thoroughly enjoyed myself with that game. Once again, like just being there with the headset on was just fantastic. Like. I don't, I don't, there's not a lot I can say about them without you trying them, really, if, mm. if that makes any sense. Same goes for Batman, very simple game, you, you're, you're Batman, but the, with, with this one, it's, um, it basically consists around, do you know like the detective work you do in the Arkham games? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, basically yep. is that, but the first bit you start, it comes down and you you got to get <laughs> gotta get dressed basically you're like you put on your cowl and then your suit and that is a pretty fucking awesome moment where you like put your put the cowl on you look in the mirror and you're looking around and it's like you are batman like looking back at you like yeah i'm fucking batman <laughs> were you tempted to say i'm batman i fucking I did was... say i'm batman i didn't give a fuck I was like, I'm batman. <laughs> but they're, they're, like you, there's not a lot of interaction in that game like you get to use some of your tools like uh, your your batarangs and stuff, and then obviously <coughs> you're um, doing the detective work. It's more fun in this than it was in the game because obviously you're doing it with the PlayStation moves, so you're doing everything manually by hand, all the scanning and everything. It's that was a real fun game. Uh, slapping. Yeah, but that, that's my sticking point with this one, to be God. honest. What? What's it? Because I watched the footage for it mm-hmm. and which i know obviously isn't a true indication of what it's actually like to be doing it yeah but the footage i watched because of the the whole move controllers is mm-hmm. because you're you're essentially because it doesn't render your arms you're mm-hmm. essentially just a pair of hands yeah. and the the sensitivity on those is as such that the this person who was playing it went too far and the right hand basically just i don't know it had a bit of a I don't know, a seizure and it just completely went all weird. And mm-hmm. it just, it really, if I was playing that, it would really take me out of it because it would make me feel less like Batman and more like Rayman. It's <laughs> just a pair of hands. Yeah. So no, it, I, I, I do understand what you're saying with a pair of hands, but I, I can promise you being in there is, is completely different to looking at it on a screen. Mm. Cause I, I saw this demo before I played it and I thought the same yeah. thing. I was like, meh, meh. When you're in there, it's completely different. But I know what you're saying about the the hand seizure. What that is, that's a problem with the tracking. If it's not set up correctly, yeah. or you have you have you've got your light in too high. Because where we was at, the best light to use is like what they call low level lighting. It's like instead of having your main light on, you should have a lamp on, light in the corner. 
So mm. it's not too dark that it can't see you, but it's, there's just enough light for it to see everything perfectly. But obviously, if it loses the tracking, then yeah, you do get those moments of the hand spazzing. I personally, over the sort of two hours I was there, didn't have any issues like that at all. Mm. The, the tracking was perfect. The moves didn't play up once. They were all spot on. So I think that just comes down to spending the time and making sure the equipment's set up right. Mm. I suppose because they, they know what they're doing, setting it up. It's just making time. But yeah, I know what you're saying with the floaty hands. Being in there makes a difference. It really, really mm. does. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't explain how much difference it really makes. I, I couldn't give two fucks about VR now. I need that shit in my life, and I'm at going out of my way to try and get one. <laughs> I just like, yeah, <sighs> I need VR in my life now, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping it doesn't dis disappear as a gimmick. Yeah, um, so that's that's my main concern. That's why I haven't bought one. Is because I yeah. still reckon that's just going to be sitting in a corner collecting dust. And it was all right for my PlayStation Move controller <laughs> to do that because that only cost me forty quid. Yeah. Whereas you know, forty quid compared to three hundred and fifty, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a very expensive thing to just collect dust. Yeah. So this is the, and this is the, this is the only worry at the moment is that it won't take hold and it will disappear. I I personally have playing it have played it i think it will lock in once more people start trying it because it really makes a difference i think um the the only thing i will say is people need to curb their expectations with psvr it's not going to take over your traditional way of playing games i think it's an a great supplement to your traditional gaming it it mm. should sit alongside your traditional console and your control pad. And never take it over, if you know what I mean. It's like one like you can be playing your normal game and then go. Oh, I really fancy a bit of VR. Play VR for an hour. Play that. Play this. It's never going to take over traditional gaming, but I certainly it is a brilliant surplus alongside it to play games in a different way and to give us more spectrum of ways to play game games the way that's the way the way i see it the more ways we can play games the the better i personally feel that the main one for me obviously being a big resident evil fan i played the new resident evil demo the lantern demo and i was fucking blown away by that like playing resident evil in vr was fucking scary <laughs> like <laughs> seriously scary there was the the main bit for me is like basically it was a game of hide and seek i'm tr having to try and hide from this woman it's just some crazy fucking loon um apparently this game can really make people get vr sick quite bad because obviously you're still and the character's walking around but uh all i got was sort of light butterflies in my stomach and that that mm. was that was the after about five minutes that had settled and I was fine I was running around flicking around and I suppose I think the more sensitive you are to motion sickness VR is not going to be a thing for you because apparently you can get it quite bad lucky enough I was okay 
but yeah, there was a scene where you go, you, basically you're running away, you're hiding from this woman, and at the end of the demo, you crawl, go down into like a crawl space under the floorboards and like crawling through. I'm looking around, fucking, oh shit, what's going on? I can hear her in my headset because it's got 3D, full 3D surround. So you can hear in every direction. I'm like, shit, she's coming. Like, I pick up this bit of paper. I'm trying to read it and the lights go out. I'm like, oh, fucking hell, here we go. I'm like looking around, trying to, trying to look everywhere and then the lights come back in and there she is she's like in my face like right up to me eyeball to eyeball screaming I nearly fell out my fucking chair like the dude actually who was with me had to put his hand on the back of the chair to stop me falling out the chair because I had pulled back so hard because literally her eyes were in my eyes and I've never had a sensation like that with gaming ever in my entire life like (laughs) She was there. It was as if my wife had done it and I'd woken up from sleep and she was there. I, I'd never experienced anything like that. And I said, I came home and I said to my wife, I was like, as a gamer, to me, the only way I can display it, it, it was an akin to a, a religious experience for me. That was like, that's the wow, only, really? that's honestly the only way I can fucking explain it. Seriously, I was. You're converted. I'm so fucking converted, it's unbelievable. The only issue I've got with these first headsets is the resolution of the screen. Because it's a cheaper headset, it is a lower resolution, and you can see the pixels, and there is a bit of jagged edge around some of the like the uh, edges because, obviously, they're having to bring the graphics down a bit to be able to keep... Because you need to keep a solid 60 or above frame rate to stop motion sickness well to help combat it but did, did you um go did you get a chance to mess around with like their cinema mode thing <coughs> no it's literally basically anything into it and you can just watch something on, like a giant screen that's strapped to your face no basically they had it set up in each section for each game and then you move from mm-hmm. booth to booth trying the game so I, I didn't get to try the um the cinema mode which i've heard is pretty good actually well, they've been Sony's been doing those cinema glasses for about mm. ten years or so. Yeah, um, so I'm sure that will work quite well. And to be honest, this is still cheaper than what they were. Yeah, apparently it's very good, like, and apparently you can use it with PC and Xbox One as well. Like you can run anything for it. Which is it's actually cool. it's anything with HDMI. Like it just you yeah. can just plug an HDMI cable into it, and it just displays whatever's coming from that into it. Yeah giant tv with the you know that's duct tape to your face yeah well i was i was talking to alison by proxy the other day and she obviously she got it and i saw the descent and she was saying how good that was and i'm gutted i didn't get to try that but apparently that is something or yeah she was saying how good it was and i was like i really wanted to try that but i didn't have time but apparently that's (laughs) that's super super cool but yeah basically like i was gonna cancel my pro and order the PSVR. They're all out. They're all out of stock, and they're not in till December. So the, the, the wife basically said to me, "Look, get your, still get the Pro, but hang on till next year, sort of March, when your other bits paid off, and then sort of maybe get one then." So I'll probably pick one up in March. So I've not got long to wait, but it gives the headset a little bit of time to mature and for more games to come out I was talking to the dude at Sony and they were basically said that they should have between 60 and 70 games released by the end of this year 
So yeah. that's yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty awesome lineup, and the, the launch lineup is pretty good. What they've got so far, they're, they're, they're they have a lot of stuff. Like yeah. they just the list of games is is very impressive for something like this. And I know that some <laughs> of them are like kind of they're not really games; they're experiences. Like that that's... Batman thing doesn't seem like you're going to spend twenty hours into that by any means, yeah. but. At least it's given you an idea of what the technology is capable of. This was my point, is why I said it's this headset, I feel, is a surplus to sit alongside your big... You're you're not going to go and play a 40-hour RPG on PSVR. It's just not going to happen. That is for your PlayStation. This is for when you want to have a bit of escapism, immersion, small experiences. That is what this headset is leaning towards. And I don't think... They need to change that. I don't think full big games will work. They'll work, but I don't think they belong on the headset, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah? Well, to be fair, we've spent probably half our time today talking about small little games that are just small mm. experiences. Uh, so there's no reason why <coughs> they wouldn't be still fun to play, like for two, three hours. D- yeah. This is it, and I, to be honest, I don't think you'd want to spend more than two, three hours with a headset on, because no. you get very warm. <laughs> it's a bit warm in there. <laughs> I saw Alison talking about that on Twitter. She's like, "I had no idea I was going to fog this thing up so much." <laughs> Which yeah, me up. it's funny. I said to her, "Like, leave a bit of a gap and a, like a little, little bit of light, and it will air through." But she was like, "But I like it squished up against my face." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I will be getting one. I am. Nice. I'm a complete convert. Yeah, thoroughly, I, utterly I, blown away by it. I've wanted one for a while, and just yeah, just kind of the price I've been holding off. But now it's come out. I'm kind of like, man, I wish I just pre-ordered one and just done it. Yeah, because I, I had a pre-order and cancelled it. But yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I suppose... glad that I had the pre-order as well. And I'm, and I'm and my my original plan was to do it like I did my PS4, which was to like, you know, pay it off before it comes out basically like just mm. you know because you can on amazon you can just like buy a gift card and then apply it to a pre-order item and it just you know it's basically like layaway without the weird connotations that yeah. layaway have but i didn't do that with the ps with the psvr and i'm i'm kind of glad that i didn't like i don't think i think it's something that i would think is really neat and cool i just mm. don't think i'd spend any i don't think i'd spend 500 dollars amount of worth of time with it right now yeah so especially when all of the games are super expensive i can't wait till uh PS Plus starts tossing PSVR games and then the whole internet explodes because people can't play some of them. So, <laughs> and when they start downloading, when they start giving away those for free, I, you know that might be a time I can jump in. I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to be very interested to see where Sony is with all this stuff and you know yeah. twenty the end of 2017. So the good the good thing for me is my my rental service that I've been using are already uh, putting out VR games. So that's a big nice. help for Excellent. me because cool. I can just keep yeah, pulling yeah. VR games from there. And, that will supplement a lot of the money that I would have spent on the headset. I've, <laughs> the way I see it, if I can get, if I can continue to play it for at least a year at the rate that I feel that I'm going to play it, I, I feel I'll get my money's worth. So, yes. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you, our reporter out in the field, Clifford Goldsmith, <laughs> collecting the stories <laughs> and bringing them back to the Dark Insight podcast. And getting drunk <laughs> on, on free drinks as well. That was fun. That's always fun. Uh-huh. So Sony here in New Zealand are doing a, um, a demo day kind of like that, but it's attached to Armageddon. Mm. It's up in Auckland. Um, I went to the Wines in Armageddon a few months ago with Odin. It's the kind of Comic-Con New Zealand style. 
And but it's like up in Auckland, so I'm tempted to go up just to try it. And then I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I could spend several hundred dollars getting up there and going to Armageddon. Because you fucking buy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, just invest that towards the VR. So yeah, who knows? I have to think about it. <laughs> How much is it in New Zealand dollars then? Uh, six thirty NZD. Apple, they're just the headset, Jesus. but then you've got to buy the controllers. Yeah, well, I think over here it's what 3.50. I've already got the camera, I can pick up the controller second hand for about 20 quid. So, see, I've got I've got one of the move original moves, but I can't, none of the, the gaming stores here seem to be selling the moves. They sell the headsets, but not the, the actual controllers. I'm like, how do you play the thing? Yeah, <laughs> you, can, you can buy them from Sony. That, that's one thing that's got my back up actually. Is they're selling a pack of two moves for eighty quid? Fuck off, Sony! This six-year-old tech, come on, that's taking the yeah, piss. They've, they've repackaged them though, haven't they? Yes. They've, got, they've probably got micro US, uh, USB chargers rather than the. No. Oh, they still got the same. Yes. They're, 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 US. they're stock out of their old factory. They ain't stupid. Oh, they're not silly, are yeah, they? Right. <laughs> well, because the the camera they've redone. Because I I just picked up a camera this week. Um, so, so is, it, like the only difference points. is it's the it's the same camera. It's just a different shell. Yeah. See, yeah. I thought they'd have yeah. at least done that with the Move controllers. <laughs> nah, they're they're exactly the same. Oh. <clears throat> I like the, the old camera's U- cool. I like the old USB one anyway. It's more stable, less less likely to snap. Mini USBs are so weak. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys want to move on from PSVR and get into? Oh my God, I'm so sorry about my dogs. Get, get into get into Dogland. <laughs> get into Dogland. Um, you guys want to move on and get into some of our listener questions and the question that we asked, which I didn't quite understand, but still retweeted because I'm a team player. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Vader kind of asked the question and no one really answered, so I added another question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling me out. <laughs> Ew. No, I, to, to be honest, it's been a bit weird this week, actually, for listener responses, to be fair. Everyone's been I think busy, everyone, everyone's been busy or asleep, yeah. We didn't, even get a, we didn't even get our usual diatribe from Josh Crow, which is kind of, you know, kind of weird. He usually writes in every podcast. I don't know. He normally like, writes us an essay. What's, what's that all about? <laughs> Why no essays this week? I'll be sure to make up for it next episode. Don't worry. Sweet. Um, I wrote uh, just a quick aside. I wrote um, into platformers into Stephen Veyu's podcast the other day about No Man's Sky, and uh, I DM'd him like this big long thing, and he was like, "Is this morbid beard? What is this?" (laughs) (laughs) I like how I've got such a reputation for it. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Okay then. So, what are we doing? Are we going into the listener questions, or do you want me to talk about my one or not at all? You want me to skip it? Yeah, we can we can talk about it. I thought it was fine. I did get cut one response uh, response from some people. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was funny. I are we ready to keep going? Sweet. I think we got Josh mm-hmm. back. Um, yeah. yeah, I logged into my PSN and went into the store, and I think there's the the section where it suggests. Like gives you recommendations, and I just thought this was the most ridiculous thing I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> totally God. agree. So the the title to this section of the recommendation page was because you played Dark Souls three, you might like <laughs> number one, 
Naruto Shippuden, Shippuden, Shippuden. Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. I can kind of see that. Japanese, right? Fair enough. Yeah, I can kind of see that, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I'm sure Naruto is like, cool, and I've heard the games are pretty good, but I just I don't see how it relates to Dark Souls. <laughs> I think it's just a um, Japanese thing more than anything. Yeah, it could be. Um, and that's kind of why I want to bring this up, because I thought it was interesting to find what these ties are. The next one was Inside. <laughs> <laughs> environmental um, storytelling at its finest yeah I suppose yeah <laughs> okay these are interesting connections um, <laughs> the, the funny thing is I really didn't like Inside that much so it's uh, you, you, you're wrong there Sony um, oh, this one is the, just getting really bizarre MX GP2 this is motocross this is a motocross game isn't it yeah <laughs> you imagine like uh, the boss, fucking, the boss fights in motocross are really interesting yeah. to, to be fair Artorias <laughs> oh, yeah, on like a big motorbike like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, yeah. number four was Saint Seiya Soldier's Soul the only connection I can think of is the soul in the title possibly <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> Borderlands Handsome Collection what 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 why yep because I like Dark Souls. Okay. <laughs> um, it's all the guns in Dark Souls. It's all the, the guns, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all the shooting, yeah. Um, <laughs> Umbrella of... 6 was Umbrella Corp. <clears throat> oh, my word. 7. And this one is the one that makes the most, most sense, sense to me. yeah. Lords of the Fallen. Great yeah. game, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a terrible game it's just not as good as no near as good as it's Dark not Souls. as good as souls but it's a great game <laughs> it's not bad i think it's a bit broken at times very broken at times um and then number eight is just a kicker all right and that that was a bit of a pun uh fifa 16 <laughs> yeah well they, they like to they like to kick around the football when when they're at filing shrine they get bored over there don't they <laughs> Yeah, yep. you, know, you can so find the little balls to carry around in, in the Destiny social area. It's the same thing. You've just never found the soccer ball in, in Dark Souls. No, I must have missed it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's made with um like pigskin hide or something. Yeah, sure. Or someone's yeah. head. Pigskin hide. Um, yeah. My, my PS4 happened to be turned on, so I went to my recommendations, and uh, my because you played Dark Souls three is The Last of Us, Mortal Kombat, Dying Light, Resident Evil, and like some other garbage <laughs> like The Division. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 isn't even out yet. Star Ocean. <laughs> what, I think they're strictly what? doing it on uh, your purchases, right? Like it's got to be like people who bought Dark Souls <coughs> also, also like, bought, yeah. bought this thing, also yeah. bought that thing. Yeah. And a lot of these have been PS Plus, you know, free games. So I would assume that that's jacking with their algorithms as well. So. Yeah, it just seems yeah. a bit mental. Uh, so I, I asked, I, I put it out there, but very um, Peter Lawson, uh, Mr. Worry, our, our um, listener, Friend of the show, he, he he responded, and I thought some of his responses were funny um, and quite good. Uh, he said, "Damon Hatfield at ING recommend 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 a Dark Dungeon." Um, yeah, and he he said he he asked if that counts. He like he really likes the game. So, um, and then the other one was he sent in was his a pal of his anti recommended Dark Souls. So said, do not touch it. Don't go anywhere near it. And he said, it is, um, it's, and he, his friend said, it's not your sort of game. It turns out he was very wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, shout outs um, to Mr. Worry. Me and him have been talking Darkest Dungeon quite a bit on Twitter lately. Yeah. Um, he's a cool dude. He's, he's very, very supportive and always chats with us. It's really cool. Um, and then so other bad recommendations he got was 
uh, Limbo and the Witness, just too hard for my reflexes and brain. Not bad games at all, but I just just had a bad time. Hmm. So yeah, Very so re- so yeah, I kind of just asked recommendations if the you know good and bad recommendations because they can go both ways. Um, yeah, just thought it was quite interesting. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. Do you guys have any good recommendations that you've been given? I don't think I've ever looked at that tab in my life ever. No, well, not necessarily. Like just, just personally, personally, or from. Well, I've heard that this whole PSVR thing is a bit of a recommendation, <laughs> but I don't think so somehow. <laughs> uh, Josh, when I get mine, you're more than welcome to come over and play. And I'll hold you I'll to sh- that. I'll show you, I'll show you the way here. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, you same might... here, really. Like, if you want to come over anytime, I mean, you don't have to wait for me to get a PS4. Anytime you're in southern Louisiana, just, you know, stop by. <laughs> I'll bear that in mind. I'll certainly bear that in mind. Could you also explain to me while I'm there why Bioshock Infinite is so good as well? Um, that I, I can't really help you out I, you notice I didn't get involved in the Bioshock Infinite conversation it's because I, I don't particularly care for that game either <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody could explain that then uh, I'll be more than happy to listen <laughs> I remember we, let's not get into it because we'll be here all day if, we, if I get into that uh, Peter, <laughs> do you want to read us our first listener question <clears throat> uh, no. okay the question is what are your thoughts on VR and experiences yeah, so this is from Dan Lissy. Yeah, yeah. Thomas is probably Dan... the easiest way to say it, but yeah. I, I don't see how D E N L spells Thomas. I just know that his name is Thomas. I know the guy. It's the way you said it. Yeah, Thomas is the easiest way to say it. I'm sure one of the one of the one of the Japanese characters in there probably means like Thomas. 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 Amazing. So, yeah, he said, my PSVR experience, cinema mode with whatever HDMI you give it is really nice. Dark Souls 3 videos get really pretty. My PS4 died. Oh, man. So this poor, this poor <laughs> dude sucks. reserved the, the PSVR and then got it, and then his PS4 just stopped outputting anything over the HDMI. Oh, man. <laughs> he couldn't get it working. Uh, I felt bad for Thomas. That is super fucking stink. Oh, yep. man. So basically he's saying he's watching just YouTube videos? Through... Basically, yeah. yeah he, does, uh, he makes a bunch of YouTube videos and he like he, he records a bunch of stuff like on a high-end. He's kind of a, a tech geek guy, so he's got a bunch of like high-end recording stuff, like 1080, 60 frames per second, that kind of thing. And nice. I bet they do look real nice. Like again, like I mentioned earlier, like if you're, you know, it looks like you're watching a 127-inch TV on your face. I bet those do look pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. The next one comes from a good friend, Mr. Neo Loki. He says, "I'm reading a lot of extremely positive reviews, which has me excited. VR has always been a dream for me, and now, giving it a few years, will be a reality. Very optimistic. Probably it will be a while before I buy it, though. Good man." Same. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, all this stuff, like watching the giant bomb, like previews of all of this stuff that I've been doing for the last few days, like that's, they, it looks weirdly janky and kind of not quite there yet. So like, you know, six months to a year, I'm very curious if Sony's going to still be supporting this and if it's going to be in a better place. Um, My turn, Brad Galloway at Brad Galloway on Twitter from GameCritics.com. 
Um, he says, not convinced VR is more than a flash in the pan yet. Haven't seen any any games that seem like they can only exist in VR. Taking a wait and see approach at the moment. Also, I'm killing Jeremy's dog. Uh, not rushing into any purchase, especially PlayStation VR with Sony's history of poor peripheral support. Mm. Yeah, and that's kind of echoing. Like, yeah. I look at what they've done with the Vita and, and thinking, like, eh, maybe that's not a good idea. This, this is the only thing that has me scared is the support for the peripherals will it last that's the only thing that has me nervous yes well see they've kind of proven that they are trying to doing things a bit different like there's already a bunch of games on release they've, they've got 60 odd coming in the next six months but didn't they do that like, with the vita though and then they just left that to die in the water didn't they yep yeah Yes. We'll see. We'll see if, we'll see if like E3 2018, if they yeah. don't mention the PSVR, you'll, you'll know that, like, oh, that was probably a waste of $500. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but did, I'd like to see. I'd like to be interested to see what the release titles were for the Vita compared to this. Mm. Yeah, that would be, I'd, it'd be interesting to go back and kind of make that comparison. And, to, and I guess it all depends on buy-in, really, because the Vita never <laughs> sold huge numbers. And no. Maybe that's the reason they didn't support it. It's completely out of stock. Uh, VR is completely out of stock in this country, anyway. But then I wonder: do they just not put many in just to give the illusion of it running out, and so people are more eager to pre-order for the next round? I don't know. I don't. You know, people <laughs> people make that claim a lot. Like they people are making that claim with like the Wii and like they do it with the iPhones. I don't think any business is going to purposely not make enough stuff to no. sell less. Yeah, why would they? <laughs> like that do just that? always seemed yeah. kind of like not very logical to me. Hmm. Yeah, well, it could be a strategy to kind of build hype and oh, it's sold out. I have to get in. I have to pre-order for the next round, and so the next next instalment could be um, larger numbers. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. psychological games. Anyway, hmm. Hmm. Josh, you want to take the next question, which I believe is responding to Vader's recommendation question from earlier. Yeah, that was. I was going to say this doesn't sound like a VR title to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> a bit, it could be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's uh, somebody called uh, Leonard Johnson at uh, Dr. Faust is Dead. He says, Transformers Devastation is a lot of fun. A bayonet light with weapon crafting and G1 Transformers. Cause that, was, that was on PS Plus this month, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Very cool game. I, I tried this when it came out, and it's it's a platinum game, and it's got that like platinum coat of finish on it. Mm. So like you're doing combos and things with transformers, and it's it's neat. But I don't. I've said this before on the podcast, and I, I'm sorry, platinum fans. I just I just don't care. <laughs> like it just doesn't it doesn't feel great when I'm playing it. So you know, I just get kind of bored with it. Same thing with Bayonetta. I'm not a big Bayonetta fan either. Albeit, oh, um, alongside that though, they did give away Resident Evil remake, which is fucking awesome. Go yep. play it, everyone. Yeah. But that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that response from Leonard was actually in response to like a tweet that one of you two sent out on Monday about what games they've been playing. Oh yeah, oh. That, that was me oh, just okay. randomly. That was just me randomly tweeting, trying to. Yeah, and I ch- I continued <laughs> that conversation during the week with him, and this was a response to that. Ah, I see. I see. Um, ah, that makes yeah, sense. Yes. Leonard Johnson's a good dude. Um, he was a dunk up skeleton guest. Well, he, he was, yeah. He, he has a uh, he does he does lore plays of Dark Souls three. Okay. If you look up Doctor Faust Dead on YouTube, you can find his his stuff. He's it's pretty good. Yeah, it was a good episode on Don't Give Up Skeleton. Good old chat. Cool. They're all good episodes, Vader. Well, I know <laughs> I'm that, not biased at all. <laughs> We're speaking specifically about our friend Leonard, so yeah, <laughs> it was a good absolutely. chat. I do remember it. 
Well, that's all right. You do. You, you, of three of he... the four responses that we read actually came from Don't Give Up Skeleton, former guest. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> cool. Is that. Well, does that wrap us up for this week? I think it may do, yeah. Well, Josh, thanks for coming on, dude. Not a problem. Always a pleasure, as always, gentlemen. I'm always here to help out. And uh, thank you very much for putting together that message and to everyone involved for doing it as well. That was absolutely fucking brilliant, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Really very glad you like face. it. Yeah. Happy, happy yeah. birthday and all of that. Thank you very much. Yeah. And uh, yeah, honor to be on as always. Thank you. Can I, can I make a quick announcement since I haven't talked about it on this podcast for a little bit? Sounds Go ominous. It. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, it's nothing ominous. Um, <laughs> I am leaving. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Days of Future Cast over on the Duck Feed Network finally got funded over the last couple of weeks. Woo! So it is an, it is an official podcast. Um, mm-hmm. That is where me and Gary Butterfield, who you probably know um, from Bonfire Side Chat, me and him go through the X-Men animated series from the 90s and make jokes and talk about it and basically just talk about X-Men a lot. So that actually has its own feed and its own webpage now. So it's 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 out there and it exists. Go to daysoffuturecast.com. You can look at it on iTunes and other normal places as well. So, go and listen. It's awesome. Jeremy's, if you like, if you yeah, like the old X Men cartoons, yeah, go and listen. It's cool. Yeah, be good. Jeremy's quitting his day job and becoming a full time podcaster. If my, if full time podcasting paid as well as my, my real job did, I would be all about that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I am out of pocket on all of this podcast bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yes. So, yeah. Thanks again for coming on, Josh. Always a pleasure. Yeah, uh, not a problem. <laughs> where can people find you on Tinternet? Uh, I don't really tend to inhabit too much of the internet, but uh, if people want to find me on Twitter, I am, funny enough, at, uh, at Morbid Beard on Twitter. Funny that. You've got to <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not just a clever name. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, as always, at Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Uh, YouTube is at Death Note. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, oh no, YouTube is. Sorry, my I was YouTube is. <laughs> no, my Twitter is Cliff underscore Goldsmith. Yeah, you yeah. say as always. It's not as always. It's as of recently. As of recently, <laughs> yes. Okay, fair enough. As of recently, I'm so used to saying as of always. Yeah, as of recently, it's Cliff <laughs> underscore Goldsmith. Vader, where could people find you? Oh yeah, Vader Van Odin. There you go. <laughs> yep, done. <laughs> What about you, Mr. Greer? Um, you can find me over at Jade at, at Jade Greer. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Um, that's pretty much it. Go to at JG Greer. You can find all my normal bullshit. So. Don't forget. Thanks everyone for listening. Really yeah. appreciate it, Cliff. It was a delight to have you back. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very rusty. My 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 hosting skills are something to be desired at the moment. I'm a bit off point where it's been a while, but yeah, we'll get back into the swing of things. <laughs> I'm kind of sad now that I don't have a running joke to to, to screw with you on on Twitter about. Like, so you've actually been on the podcast, so I can't. All my jokes are done. I have to find new jokes. Uh, yeah, it's making me laugh. I can't remember what you said about something like one of our guests has been on the show more than I had. Josh. Cool. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, it's always a pleasure, and we shall see you next time. So, adios. Bye bye. Catch you later.
Det er lager.